What's up, Videolanders? Mm -hmm. I'm Brad. I'm Seth. And I'm Ryan. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland number 216. Should we say that in like a Batman voice? Welcome to Adventures in Videoland 216. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland 216. <laughs> you guys want to get nuts tonight? Let's get, Let's get nuts. <laughs> I'm a loser at home, and I'm a loser at work. <laughs> My name's Richard Grayson, but all the kids at the orphanage call me Dick. Huh. Well, children can't be cruel. <laughs> Tonight, we will review the Lego Batman movie. Afterwards, we will talk about our top five movie headlines of the week, some trailer talk, and conclude with what we've been watching. Remember, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. Seth, we are critics with attitude. It's true. When we broadcast on the Dragon's Lair, which we are right now, sometimes there can be some locker room talk. And the other thing is that we are spoilers all the time, all day, every day. So if you haven't seen Lego Batman or the Lego Batman movie, you might want to turn this bad boy off and tuck the kids home or in bed because they don't need to be listening to this. So yeah, tuck them in. Tuck them in. Tuck them in. Tuck them in. Well, this is what I call the better late than never. Edition. It just came out on DVD. It came out on DVD. We missed it in February. Yeah. I, I watched it in the theater in February. You didn't even get to watch it in the theater, did you, Ryan? Yeah, I did. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Okay, you I missed didn't. it. You were hard working. You were a hard worker. Hard All work. the time. You were you were going All day, every day. So we didn't get a chance to review it, but it's out on Blu-ray. It's out on DVD, so we're going to review it tonight. So with the addition of Lego Batman, is this a legitimate franchise that you are excited about? And is everything awesome with Lego Batman, Seth? <laughs> of course it is. Yeah? Yeah, everything's awesome. I mean, especially even the whole, how it kind of tagged into Lego Movie a little bit with the whole, like, they they said master the, his, uh, his computer, pewter. Pewter. Yeah, pewter. 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 <laughs> uh, she, she said, uh, master builder protocol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, hey, he is a master builder according to the Lego Movie, so uh, that's kind of yep. cool that yeah, they're cool. fitting that in there. So, I think that it was a hit. I don't think I liked it as much as the Lego Movie. But um, but I did really enjoy it. I think that it is, uh, I mean, it's arguably the best Batman movie because Batman, uh, the other Batman films are so weighed down by his villains, if that makes sense. And this was really more of a, a an arc about him. Yeah, I have trouble comparing. Like if someone, I know, someone, it is or, different. Yeah, when someone but... says it's the best Batman movie, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, they really do hit home the themes, for sure. Yeah. But I can't, I can't put it in the same bracket as the, the live action, action movies. I don't know, but it's not just because live action, it's just because it's so humorous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very hard for me to compare. But I will say, I love this fucking movie. Mm -hmm. Ryan, what do you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's great, and it's a, it's a really good companion to Lego Movie. I think that without, you know, spending a bunch of time connecting all this stuff, I think it clearly, it's clearly got the same tone. You know, Lego is... is defining and refining kind of their style um i mean we'll have to see what the ninjago movie does in lego movie 2 see if it gets stale or if they change it up a bit but i, I think it was a, a very worthy spinoff um to lego movie i think it connects well yeah i love this man the first time i will admit <laughs> I, I went to the theater and i watched this and it was sensory overload for me I actually remember There's talking. A lot going on in there. There is. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to Mark Marquis. I think I forget if he watched it first or if I watched it, but he was asking me my thoughts on it, and I actually fell asleep in the theater, not because the movie sucked. I was just tired, and I just, I just zoned out, you know. But I remember it being just sensory overload, man. Like there was so many colors, so many Lego stuff, you know, so many um, in jokes, pop, pop culture references. And I felt like I was just, I just had enough, man. And then I watched it a second time. 
and I liked it more. I watched it a third time in the theater, okay? Freaking loved it, right? And then I've watched it three times on, on DVD or on Blu-ray with uh, Olivia. And now a Lego has been like has become a thing that we do. We go out and we try to get the minifigures and stuff. So it's been a blast. I've been able to make this connection with my daughter, mm-hmm. have some fun. But man, this movie, it's if you if you watch it the first time, you're like, that's eh, you know, it's it's not bad, or I didn't care for it. Maybe it's sensory overload, like I did. You know, uh, was it, like it wasn't for me. Go watch it again because I think this, you know, it's repeat viewings. It rewards you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a love letter to fanboys. It is. It with is every stupid little reference that they every have, reference. Yeah. There's so many references, and mm-hmm. um, we'll go over some of those in great detail. But man, I really love this movie. I think it is a blast. Uh, let me give a quick synopsis, real quick. So you have Bruce Wayne, Batman, is scared of having a family. He accidentally adopts Dick Grayson, Robin. The Joker gets sent to the Phantom Zone, and Batman has to learn to overcome his greatest fears. So thoughts on this movie for the entire family? Kids, adults, do you guys think this is a good family movie? Of course it is. Yeah? Yeah. I think that it uh, it's it's for everyone. And I don't. Um, I think that at its core, it tells a really important story about the idea of family. And I think that's where what makes it mostly even like connect with Lego movie as opposed to, you know, it having Legos in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, Just cause Lego movie, that was one of the big themes with it too is, you know, especially with father and son. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it looks like Ninjago is going to have that same kind of story as well. So this one has that as well. So, you know, they're going to beat that to death, you think? Or do you, you think that's, you know, it works here. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, or they just kind of keep reworking the idea of this. Of, the, of a father, son, and family. So, because, I mean, I, I like the idea, too, that, like, you know, Alfred's part of their family, and same with Barbara is part of their family, and just... Uh, they really do a phenomenal job with the Bat family in general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not... It's it's clearly not the Bat family of, of the comics, but, yeah. you know, it's still fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Yeah, uh, for families... <coughs> excuse me. Yes, for families, it's, uh, it's really great. I, I actually think... Uh, I think Lego Batman's a little bit more focused than Lego Movie yep. as far as the themes and everything. I think it's more directly related. You can be directly related to family because I mean that's the the real theme of it all. You know, Lego Movie is more about kind of creativity and the freedom to kind of be yourself. But then family is just the big theme of the of the Batman movie, and that's I mean that's something that's pretty easy to to talk about when you're watching it with your family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think it's a great family movie. It's, uh, the kids will love the frantic, uh, just kind of nature of it. If you've got those kind of kids. And it is uh, frantic. It's it a is, mile a minute. Yeah. It is very chaotic. Um, but it still has its moments, you know, and, and slows down and adults will have a lot of fun with the references. There's plenty here for everybody without being like the cliched, like, oh, it's also for adults. There's like, there's not a bunch of adult humor. Happening or you know, anything it's like not that. A Shrek. It's, yeah, exactly. It's not a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> yeah, I think so. it's comp- it's brilliantly layered, man. It's for yep. kids. It's for adults. Um, I think there are jokes here that goes they they go right over the kids' heads and they just slap the adults in the face, man. Mm-hmm. It is fun. There's a lot, a lot of fun uh, Dick Grayson Robin jokes that I I just crack up with. Like yeah, that was your jib jab at the beginning, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And that's the dirtiest thing in the movie. Uh-huh. That's the only. That's What's that only- quote again? What? What's that quote? Oh, he, he's like, my name's Richard Jason, but the kids at the orphanage call me Dick. And Batman <laughs> says, uh, you know, well, kids can be cruel. 
But that's the only joke of its kind in the whole movie. Yeah, that's yeah. as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. All kind, but then like you know some little kids. I mean, actually, they probably get this one. But like when he's going in the cave and he goes, "Iron Man sucks," mm-hmm. you know, and that's his password to get yeah. in his cave. It's like just there's so much humor in this movie. And again, first time I watched this, it was just I felt like I was piled just had slammed to the mat, man, mm-hmm. with all these references. And then. I started just calming down and taking it all in and kind of dissecting the jokes and the images and the colors. And, man, once you're able to do that, this movie, I think it hits on all cylinders. But, yeah, I think it's a blast for kids. I think it's a blast for adults, comic book fans, movie fans. I mean, there's there's villains we're going to get to um, you know later on in this where it's like, man, you got gremlins. You know, there's not a lot of little kids that know what gremlins are, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. You get that. You get the, the Wicked Witch of the West. You get, you know, f- fucking King Kong, you yeah. know? And then you get some of the, the ones that you would expect as well. So I think this is just so brilliantly layered. It's kind of fun to have Sauron in there. Yeah. It's not like he's showing up in any movie <laughs> ever again, so yeah. But let's talk about that emotional story between Batman and and Joker, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, there's some fun references, some, some fun... Um, pop culture references, but man, I think this really hit. You said it's you know probably your favorite Batman movie, mm-hmm. and it it does tell I think an emotional Joker Batman you know dynamic. Yeah, you know, without with- the whole like you know, um, what I liked about it is the whole like, um, so often people are like, oh, the um, the way Nolan told it was that they're they're both these ideals that like, and, and here we are in the middle and we got to pick these ideals and Batman can't can't cross that line because then he'll become the he'll become the joker and all that i really like that they told a story that really wasn't that but it, it still kind of was that where it's the whole you complete me yeah yeah but yeah. you gotta admit that you complete me right. you know what i mean and I, I i dig that so much because so often that you know everyone gets in gets in on that whole heath ledger you know um bat uh batman doesn't kill Joker kills, and you know neither can really cross that line uh-huh. and everything. So yeah, but they really know. rely on each other in this movie, and it's mm-hmm. like a disturbing kind of like yin and yang. Yeah, like, it was almost a little other. like it was a little femme. The Joker was, uh-huh. which I didn't hate though. You know what I mean? That I think that he's probably kind of androgynous at this point now. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. he's, uh, you know what I mean? That he's just a, a force of nature now. Yeah. So, but I, I kind of like that though, especially like with the uh, Bruce Wayne watching Jerry Maguire. You know, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> um, it just comes full circle. It's like they complete each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, what do you think? Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I really, I, I really like that dynamic. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. Although, honestly, it's it's probably the point of the movie that. I have the only like problem with the movie is with that relationship, and this sounds ridiculous to uh-huh. mention this uh, in this context. But the it was just weird. Like there's a one, there's apparently a one sided relationship. So Joker loves Batman for lack of a better, better term, term, hates him. Whatever. Uh-huh. I'm gonna put this in normal people terms. Joker <laughs> loves Batman. Uh-huh. Batman doesn't love Joker uh-huh. and says so, and Joker won't let it go. So I guess, I don't know, It as weird as this sounds, in the end, I'm not sure what the lesson is. Because Joker's like, I'm over you. And then Batman's like, no, I love you. And Joker goes back. I'm like, this sounds like an abusive relationship. <laughs> this is what it sounds like, is emotional codependence yeah. <laughs> on the Joker's part. So I'm not really sure how to model this. <laughs> but that's a whole different thing uh, on the higher... But at the, the same time, point. though, you can't have... You can't have a world where Batman and Joker are on oh, no. the same team. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. But I'm it's just saying, if, go there. if you're going to run that relationship through the guise of a romantic relationship like they do, mm-hmm. 
then I don't know. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about how that ends up in the end. It, it, it's classic cinema love story, though, uh-huh. which is what's so great and fun about it. You know what I mean? It's it, And it's the thing where if, if you're a Batman fan, you get this, you know, you get this kind of fun thing because you know their history together. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, if you're just a movie fan, then you've also seen this before and you can... You can connect with this yeah. and kind of see the fun in a movie like this, bringing a trope or a, yeah. you know something uh, that kind of narrative into it. So it's fun, but if you want to overanalyze it, <laughs> it's like I'm not really sure what the lesson yeah. is. But either way, I've, but that said, uh, I think I, I can't I can't put it right next to Heath Ledger. They're two totally different things. Yeah, but yeah. I think I love this Joker more than any Joker I've. Well, you know, I I've think uh, Zach Galifianakis. He said that he kind of uh, modeled his Joker off of Jack Nicholson's Batman 1989. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see a little bit of that there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but then again, he, they referenced he never a lot. Got, I was gonna say he never got too crazy. Yeah, yeah. I like that he kind of kept his cool yeah. and everything. You know yeah. what I mean? And never like you never really heard him laugh. That much yeah. either. Yeah. That's what I, uh, I very calm and collective Joker, uh, but I like that. It's yeah, kind I of really what we liked needed. it a lot. Especially after Leto, it's kind of what we needed. Yeah, fuck yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So. yeah, this is the movie that DC needed, you yeah. know, in a lot I of ways. I guess that this one came first. I take that, no, I'm really, right? Didn't he? No, this they was make February. Fun? Oh, so. and Suicide Squad was last year. Okay, yeah, never yeah. mind then, sorry. Because there was even a suicide joke Yeah, because like get the bad guys to, to get the bad guys, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But again, so many references, man. Well, just real quick while we're on Joker, I just want to say that I... I loved. I, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get more time of just Batman versus Joker. When Joker has taken over Wayne Manor uh-huh. and has his like room of mirrors and mm-hmm. all of his clown stuff and all that up, yeah. I'm like, I really wish that I could have a movie with more of this in it. I mean, it's such a small part in yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I really would just love a classic Batman versus Joker versus you know maybe one other super villain movie. In the Lego universe. Because I love what they're doing. You hit on something interesting, though. I honestly think... I was trying to think of negatives. Yeah. You know? I don't have any negatives, I don't think. If I if I had to shoehorn a negative in here, it's probably that I don't get to spend more time with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I want so much more Bane. You know? <laughs> I love it. I want more I built Joker. a shelf. I want <laughs> Fuck it. Give me more villains. Give me more condiment yep. man. Give me yeah. more egg man. We just throwing eggs at people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm laughing. Yep. It's Vincent me, Price. Yeah, you know me, that? is it? Yeah. Well, that's who played him in the uh, in the Adam in the West. old ones. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I didn't know if they had some kind of old school like you know just sound I recording or sound like anything. So yeah, dude. But yeah, one of my favorite little parts in this movie is just it cracks me up every time I watch it, and I'm like, I want more. And it's just when um, the egg dude just throws eggs at the uh, at the bat light, and he goes. Yes. Ah! It just like runs off. And I'm like, that's comedic gold to me. And I just yeah, want more of yeah. that. I want more interactions with everybody, but there's only so much you can do with a two hour movie mm-hmm. and they max out everything in here, yeah. you know, and I just I just want more of those combos. Yep. Um but yeah, anything else you want to say about Joker or their relationship? I mean, it was just good. I mean and, and I mean they had me at the whole yeah, hello. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, they they had me with him when he goes uh, when he's talking on the plane, and, I find, the, I find uh, round. and then the the plane goes like, "What about the two boats?" And he goes, "This is better than the two boats." Yeah. He goes, "What about with the prince music in the parade?" Yeah. You know, I'm like, "I love it! Like, yeah. I love it!" So yeah. good, man. So, and so many, so you many know, references. I also love too the the use of Harley Quinn uh-huh. in this that it just mm-hmm. wasn't too much yep. that she she did her thing. And that was good. They didn't like shove her down yeah. our throats. Even Catwoman really was the same way. Yeah. Like, 
Meow meow. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> I'm hacking in. Meow meow. Did you guys catch who two, who played Two Face? Yeah, I love it. You yeah. can't you can't not just you know you hear it and you know it's Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yep. and I just like that because you know he was Harvey Dent and yeah. the uh, and the freaking and he always wanted supposedly to go from Harvey Dent mm-hmm. to Two Face, mm-hmm. you know, and he never had that opportunity. So mm-hmm. we get Billy D. Williams here, as you know, Two-Face. as Two Face, and he was in. A Lego movie as well as yeah. uh, Lando, yeah. mm-hmm. so it's just kind of cool that we get Billy D. Williams still, you know, in this. But I think this movie understands the Batman Superman dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, better than BVS even does. Yeah, like yeah, they don't hit on it obviously as over the head like BVS does. But man, the rivalry you get it in Spades here. I, yeah. I like it better here than I do in BVS. I think mm-hmm. it's it's much more spelled out. What do you think? Um, to agree, I I. I don't know about a rivalry, but I think that I like how they kind of, um, you know how you always get those like Batman fanboys who are all like, Batman's awesome, blah, blah, blah. Well, this movie shows that like, he's kind of a loser who's by himself. <laughs> that like, he needs other people in his life. He can't really do this. And I, I liked that scene with like how the, um, the freaking Justice League's having a party without him. And it's like, and that's the whole thing too, is that he's wants to even... I mean, he's not even always a team player with the Justice League. Yeah. It's like, you know, Batman's busy. He can't help us with that. There's tons of episodes of Justice yeah. League where that shit's going on. So <laughs> I just, I do like how they covered that. I don't know if there's that whole kind of real rivalry between him uh, and Batman, or between Batman. You can kind of see it just in, like, behind the behind the scenes there, you know? It's like, you know what's going on because, like, you see Superman fly down. And he's talking about his relationship with Zod, yeah. you know? And he's like... <laughs> right when he comes on he doesn't give a shit about the, the uh, Fortress of Solitude no, like I know. He, he goes in there he's messing Starts with the crystals throwing all the crystals. Just throwing them all over yeah, the place friggin uh, Jarrell like, hey, don't break these he's just throwing them all yeah but I think that rivalry you can it, they they hit on it in a way mm-hmm. that you know it's right there it's it's about ready to pop yeah and like in a couple weeks what I want to do Seth is I want to do like a top 5 Lego movies that we want to see. Okay. And I was talking to you last week, right? I was like, man, if they told me tomorrow that they're going to do a Justice League Lego movie, I'm all about it. It would be like mm-hmm. number one, number two, anticipated movie, depending if there's a Star Wars movie coming out that year, mm-hmm. which there probably is. So, um, but yeah, I'd be so pumped about that. Or even if they want to do a, uh, just a Superman movie. Yeah. Just to see Superman him be, Lego movie. Oh my God, I would love that too. Yeah. Superman, the Lego movie. Oh, sounds great. What do you guys think of, uh, and I'm sure this is on there somewhere on your, on your infinite, Paper. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? I think uh, Will Arnett's up there for Batman's for me. Like I just, I dig his voice. Yeah. I think it's yeah. fun. Yeah, if he wasn't on the list, you know, uh, bef- before this. He, he's on that list now because yeah. his voice is is pretty dominant, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yeah. iconic. <laughs> so, what do you think about this relationship between uh, Batman and Superman? How do you think? Do you see it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see it. It's 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 fun. I don't think it's all that. I don't. I didn't find it that pronounced. Uh-huh. Uh, it's actually something that I, I think is really good uh, that they did for people who don't follow this stuff. You know, it's it's kind of rough because I mean, I'm not a huge DC fan, so I don't follow a lot. But obviously, I know enough, yeah, yeah. and you know, they don't go too deep. Yeah. And all the deep cuts are background stuff, and it's not a big deal. But um, it still works with the with the character that they set up uh, the, as Batman being a loner and kind of everyone else is kind of like you know whatever you know like, I, I'm, I'm better than this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more pronounced with Superman and, and it may, but honestly it may not even really be presented as more pronounced. Uh-huh. He's probably doing the same thing that he would do with um, with Gordon or you know anybody else who he kind of you know. Psh, 
pushes off. But just when you're a fan and when you know the other, you know, stories, when yeah. you, you know, then it's I think that's why it's, it's pronounced for me probably because I'm I'm such a hater of BVS and I know right. that, that storyline's going on. I just yeah. I know I see the flourishes, you know, yeah. throughout. But so I just I don't know that it's actually in reality more pronounced uh-huh. in this movie or that it's really hit on that much. Um, but luckily it's still kind of, it, it lines up with the character uh-huh. as we're simply presented him in, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's also kind of universal. I mean, he's, he's, he's a loner. And so, I mean, nobody wants to hang out with people yeah. like Batman, you know, it's not that weird to think of, I but mean, then again, could you hang out with people like Superman? He, he comes off well, like he's too friendly. Yeah. He, he, comes, <laughs> he comes off a little arrogant, which yeah, is yeah. fun. You know, which is kind of fun, but who you know. wouldn't be a little arrogant if you're Superman? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's just the po- he's just the jock. Uh, you know, he's the popular guy at school. I mean, that yeah. that Justice League party might as well be a school party. <laughs> and Batman's kind of the emo <laughs> do, do. guy. Yeah. I have to talk about this real quick. Like you, know, you brought up, you guys both brought up this this Justice League party, and maybe it's because I've seen it like man six seven times now. But you see like just the little things going on in the background, like Wonder Woman, how she's. Now yeah, she's doing her whip, you know, and just you see like little things like that background. Martian Manhunter's doing the worm. Yeah, I, just, I love it. I can't get enough of it, man. But let's talk about the Phantom Zone. Um, I love this idea. It's like Christmas for movie fans, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about the villains? The choice of villains in here. You know, I thought it was this was the one thing that actually kind of bothered me about it was okay. the fact that why didn't Ralph Fiennes play Voldemort? That is uh, that is odd. Yeah, you got Ralph Fiennes in your movie. Let him play Voldemort. Nah, we gotta get Eddie Izzard to play Voldemort. Yeah, that that which, was odd, wasn't it? Which, it didn't bug me. Like, I mean, Eddie Izzard does a fine job. Uh-huh. I like Eddie Izzard, but still, I was kind of like, that really did bug me. And I'm like, yeah. why is he not playing his you character? You got Ralph Fiennes in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let him play Have Voldemort. Have him play Voldemort. Yeah. It's I, not like he's gonna be doing it anytime soon again. <laughs> yeah. I actually love that they didn't do that. Yeah. I love that they that they switched it up. What, what the reasoning was for it? Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I had kind of a theory that I think I mentioned with you. About some of the voices. Like, there's... What's his name? Clayface or whatever. Clayface, yeah. So, Clayface, I'm pretty sure is voiced by a woman in Batman movie. You listen to the voice, it sounds like a, it sounds like a woman. Mm-hmm. Or, and a lot of the characters, like... All right, Bane obviously references yeah. the, the Chris Nolan Bane. But a lot well, of the characters... What's awesome about that, real, sorry, real quick, yeah. is it references Tom Hardy. It references, you know, Dark Knight Rises. Right. But it also... You know, um, realizes that that's the DC yeah. looking bait. Visually, all, visually, visually, he's comic book. He's all beefed up. So yeah. I yeah. love that. It's so mm-hmm. geeky, man. But I, you know, I, I don't know that the voices necessarily always match the characters. Uh-huh. Uh, and I feel like it's on purpose. My my thought process here is if you just have a group of kids playing Lego, like, I want to be Clayface. It doesn't matter if I'm a boy or a girl oh, or anything like that. You know, it's like, I'm that's who I'm playing, you know, and... Uh, I mean, I realize that that's not exactly how it works, yeah. but I actually think it's kind of fun when they've, when they kind of move the voices over and they don't quite yeah. match up. And so I actually think, I mean, obviously it's not on purpose that Ray Fiennes didn't voice Voldemort, but um, to me, I, uh, maybe it's just to be a little bit off-putting mm-hmm. and just kind of fun in that way. So I don't, I actually like the choice, but I could, it would be kind of neat though to at least hear hear him do it yeah. <laughs> at the same oh, yeah. time. Yeah, I'm always complaining about boss battles, you know, like when it comes to, you know, our superhero movies. Third act, it doesn't yeah, matter, you know. It's a it's shame. Like, it's yeah. a shame, yeah. And this, I think this boss battle 
is a lot of fun, man. You got Medusa, man. You have uh, the uh, the uh, Raptors from T. Yeah, I think T Rex is in here too, isn't it? No, just no, Raptors. just Raptors. Yeah, there's a T Rex. Is there a T Rex? It's, it's real. It's real short. You got Jaws. You got Agent Smith. You know, Skeleton Warriors from Jason the Argonauts. I mean, that's <laughs> that's awesome that I, they even put those in. I was gonna say it bothered me because I didn't realize that that was the Kraken. They were shooting the fireballs. I didn't you know either. I always yeah, thought I was it was like, it was like a tentacle. I th- yeah, thing. I didn't know. I thought know it was it Godzilla because they had King Kong. Yeah, and see, yeah. I thought it was the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and then uh, Mark, he told me, he goes, "Oh no, that's the Kraken." I'm like, "How am I supposed to know that?" Yeah, that, yeah that, <laughs> I, I even watch all this crap. I wonder why they couldn't get Godzilla. I don't know. You know, you have King Kong. Yeah, right. I mean, you don't need too many big things. I mean, yeah. like, but, but you know, um, the Kraken. Yeah, was... but I mean, it was out in the water. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, so. King Kong is. Public domain. Oh, that yeah. Godzilla. They don't not. have to. King Kong. Yeah, King Kong's. <clears throat> at least the character is should be public domain. But either way, if not, then he's what universal. Uh, I'm not even for sure. Yeah, I'm probably. pretty sure he's universal. Sure, yeah. And if you notice, it's they're it's all, all Warner Brothers and then some Universal. Yeah, but uni- <laughs> but just barely. Like you have raptors. They don't. They're necessarily Jurassic Park raptors. You have a shark. It's not necessarily Jaws. Yeah, but yeah, I feel yeah. like they made yeah, nice. Yeah. I feel like they made nice with Universal mm-hmm. to get a handful. They Dracula. Yeah, you know they got a handful of little things. Cool that they, things. They just kind of. Yeah. Anybody, anybody missing that you would like to have seen? Because I heard like a laundry list of, of, of names that they had. They're gonna put Bill from Kill Bill up there. See, I don't think that would. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I well, see, like, like that. I, you have Jason the Argonauts, so I mean, it might have worked. We're talking. This, actually, he wouldn't have had much screen time. I'm, you know, it would have just been kind of a blink. I actually don't. I didn't love the villains, the uber villains that are up in the Phantom Zone. Uh-huh. I didn't think they were all that. They're all old, old classic villains. Mm-hmm. Villains, with the exception of the Gremlins. And Voldemort, and yeah. I mean, I Sa- Sauron, yeah, but yeah. I mean, but he's then, like oldest time. That's, that's <laughs> old, but even then, the book is old. It's like I don't know. I honestly, I wasn't that impressed with the with the gallery at the end. I was I was hoping for a little more variety. Really? See, I was I, I was geeking out so much that I had a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I love what they did. did what British do you guys think robots. about? I did, Ask I did, your nerd yeah. friends. <laughs> did, that was great. I love seeing the, the I love Daleks. Seeing those. Yeah, the the, Daleks, the yeah. idea of taking <laughs> the Phantom Zone, something that's connected to Superman, turning it into a prison in the Lego movie, I think is one of those just ingenious ideas. Like I think I, I just love it. Did you think it was weird that Zod didn't come back though? Oh, Zod got sucked oh, I, the I didn't even think about, I didn't about that. that either. Yeah. Like, good. why wouldn't you have gotten Zod out? Yeah, that's very interesting. I have huh. not. I've thought this. You know, like, yeah, that's really good. Because hmm. it shows him zip, like zapping him all the way. Yeah, there, he right. goes up there. Yeah. Huh. You know what? I was talking to you about this last week, right? See what you think. You know the um, and you brought up a very fascinating thing. So we'll see what Seth thinks here. I didn't even think about this either. Phantom Zone. Yeah. You know the 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 brick up there that's yeah. you know um, trying to figure out what people are there for. That brick there, she's like, you know, my my boss, she's going to be very upset with me. Yeah. So Phantom Zone, I'm like, I wonder who her boss is. Mm-hmm. Who do you think her boss is? I I almost thought if there's a human aspect to this movie, it's that brick. Ooh, I like that too. That's Damn. how I took it. I like that too. Yeah. Look at the brain on Seth tonight. Damn. <laughs> um, so I was automatically assuming that it's Phantom Zone, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be a villain. Yeah. You know, a female villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you have there too. It might be. It could be a user. Yeah. You know? You brought up an interesting thing though. You said that it was um, probably a good guy, didn't you? Yeah. 
I would assume. That I mean, the boss would be? Yeah. I mean, they're housing the the worst villains. So it's a prison. So why would so it be a bad guy? Why would it be a bad guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was automatically assuming someone evil would be. I don't right. know why. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. Well, it sounds evil. The Phantom Zone. The Phantom Zone, yeah. <laughs> Some dickhead, you know, running the place. But no, it makes sense. So, but yeah, that'd be cool if it was a user. Because mm-hmm. they never showed yeah. us who was in charge yeah. of the Phantom Zone. Yeah. So I hope they hit on that later. Yeah. I mean, be cool. Yeah. They set it up, so... Yeah, but I love the idea of a Phantom Zone. It's just so much fun. But we've talked about how the script is multi-layered. Um, let's talk about like some of your favorite jokes or pop culture references, because there's so many in this. Mm-hmm. What were some of yours? I mean, again, the, the British robots and then him... Like, I love... And that's probably how they got around doing it, is, yeah, these things look like Daleks, but they never straight up uh-huh. call them Daleks. So... I dug that. I mean, again, the... But when the Phantom Zone opens up, yeah. it it reminds you just like Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sky is opening up yeah. and the ghosts are oh, flying everything's down. Everything's coming out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm trying to think of some of the pop culture references that, that were Just pop culture up. references or just funny things. Like, I, the, I don't know. Easter eggs, like the, the flight was MacGuffin Airlines. Mm-hmm. I didn't oh, even yeah. catch that until like the third time I watched it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. And then the uh, I think that the flight... Did you catch what the flight number is? No. Flight number's 1138. THX 1138. Oh, okay, gotcha. Stuff like that. Dude, it's peppered all the way through this Mm -hmm. movie, and every time you watch it, you just come up with something. Catch it. And I I dug, too, that, like, you know, you can see the Iceberg Lounge in the back and stuff like that, that that's, uh, (laughs) yeah, that that's kind of fun. Um, I don't know, and I, I don't know why it gets me is the whole, like, Batman... Why did you make this with only one seat? Because I only have one butt. Duh. <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't know why. I think that's so funny, but uh, it just it's. Uh, and then also, like I was kind of, I was kind of tearing up when he calls him, uh, when he calls him his son. Yeah. At the end, yeah. That uh, oh man, that was good stuff. <laughs> what, what about when Batman puts his new team together? Do you yeah. know what he calls them? No. Fox, no, Force, Fox 5. Force Five. That have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? No. So Pulp Fiction, Mia Wallace, Uma Thurman. That's a TV show. That was she was going to be in. I think she filmed like a pilot and never made air. Just something she tells. I think John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. So kids aren't going to get that. Yeah. But a huge Tarantino fan is going to be like Fox Wars Five, awesome. And yeah. then knowing that they were going to put Bill, kill Bill. It's just kind of funny that they they think of all these little things. And then all the the normal references like you have uh, Bat Repellent, Bat Repellent from yeah, the 1966 Batman. Yeah, yeah. He's like, don't pick that up. That, that shit's useless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it turns out it is like. <laughs> Was there anything that you you noticed that you had a blast with, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, well, go ahead. Oh, I got. Uh, sorry, just how the movie starts, where it's like, yeah, oh, black yeah. screen, and then you hear the you hear the fucking dark night, oh. <laughs> yeah. like music, and I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Like the, <laughs> the house, the Batman, yeah, no, DC, the house, the Batman. I think one of my favorite moments. Though, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Yeah. And- oh yeah, the man, in the mirror, yeah. like. Oh, me too. But I was like, because when when I when it's like, ooh. look at yourself and make a change. And he goes, ooh, and I go, man, that sounds like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Freaking Michael Jackson. Like, oh man, good times. Yeah. I was kind of sad that they didn't use his uh, his actual song though. Which one? Michael Jackson's. That it wasn't his oh. version at the end. Yeah. What well, do I love the, uh, oh, the like the, the what the, the concert version? The, mm-hmm. where oh, all, like, the kids are singing. Yeah. Like, Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But even the Batmobile horn, that's the 1966 television series. Mm-hmm. When they go to the Phantom uh, Phantom Zone, mm-hmm. they press the doorbell, and that's the, the Richard Donner Superman yeah. theme that comes oh, yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, so good. <laughs> I, and Yeah, like, there's plenty of pop culture. I can't recall a whole lot of them. I know there's a lot more than just the Batman references. But even just the Batman ones. 
like just mentioning the other movies yeah. mm-hmm. and the different phases. Exactly, yeah, phase in it. That was great. Yes. I, oh my gosh. Yeah. The, I mean, that's the great thing about this is now, like, now we have uh, spoof movies directly from the source. Uh-huh. That's what I love. I mean, it used to be you had to wait until you know. Hot Shots, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, a Leslie Nielsen movie came out, or, you know, a, a Wayne's Brothers movie came out to get a good spoof of a of a genre or something like that. Now they're coming from in-house. Yeah. And I just, I love that they've loosened themselves up and they're able to just get to the core of the characters yeah. and then just be like, oh, you know, it's like silly. I mean, I, I love it. But yeah, all that, all those references. I love, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is when he's running through all of the, uh, um, all of those villains, and then you know, and then Condiment Man, and then he's yeah. you know, finishes off with that, and then what does he say? He's he's like he's like all real or Ivory. He says something that's like probably worth, worth a Google. Google. <laughs> that's the only time I think I can tell it's Zach Galifianakis. Worth a Google because he says it. <laughs> I was gonna say because he's uh, he says that in another movie. He says that in the one he's with Robert Downey Jr. I think, yeah, but oh. that's how I knew that I was like, oh, I think that is him. That. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the the designs, the what they decided to go with because yeah. you know, like even um, they go with the comic book look for Bane, mm-hmm. but they use but the, they use the brilliant Tom Hardy voice, which is so yep. funny. Did, but Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. you know, they mm-hmm. do his Penguin, mm-hmm. you know, from yeah. Batman Returns, Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. you know. So it's very interesting what they decided to pull from. But I love what they pulled from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did you notice too that that? Um, that, what was it called? The big crawler thing? That, well, yeah, is that, that from something? Well, I think it's in uh, Justice League. Batman has a big, mm. like, bat crawling thing. Oh, yeah, what's that you, thing called? I'll be laughing yeah. my ass off if I see that. I think that's how, I, That I, thing's cool as hell, by the way. <laughs> I think that thing yeah. is cool. Yeah, well, the Lego thing? or the, yeah, the, or the Okay, I was going to say, the, we haven't seen it yet in Justice League. Oh, yeah, 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 he, has, Lego, yeah. he has, like, some sort of big crawling thing, and I'm like, there's no way that they got to put this in a movie, yeah. like, <laughs> eight months before it actually shows up, and I bet it's going to be that thing. So... Just think that's fun. <laughs> you know how we were? You were just saying now we get the uh, the movies in house to make mm-hmm. fun. This hit me today, and we're going to talk about this in depth later um, when we get to movie news. But you know how Miller um, and uh, they just got fired Lord. from Miller yeah, Lord or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just got fired from uh, Star Wars. Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> what? They directed Lego Movie, mm-hmm. and it was a fucking hit. It it you know hit their kind of their kind of comedy. What if, now I don't know how this would work because I don't know, you could bring Star Wars into it and everything in Disney, but wouldn't it be badass to bring them back, Lord and Miller, for a Star Wars Lego movie? It'd be good. Yeah. And I don't know who does the. Have you ever watched the Lego shorts on Cartoon Network uh-uh. that Star Wars already does? They're freaking hilarious. Yeah. So well, I don't since know they who's got fired for Han Solo because yeah. they're going to turn it into a comedy, wouldn't it be if they were doing that well? Yeah. And they made Lego movie such a smash hit. Let's let them make a Star Wars comedy yeah. set in Lego universe. I would hope so. I mean, if if everything is as they say it is, uh-huh. and it's just creative differences, and it's you know just the way that these guys work. And operate just wasn't working for the production. Uh-huh. Then I mean, if that's really what it is, then yeah, bring them back because obviously they're back for to, fucking Star Wars. Obviously, they're not going to make a Lego movie. Hell yeah, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, and so and they know Star Wars at least the, they know it now better than they ever, ever did. did. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I do want to hit on some of the voice acting that we haven't hit on. I thought Michael Sarah 
was phenomenal as Robin <laughs> Dick Grayson. He, I think he has some of the funniest lines in this movie. He's like, what does he say? Should I get my eyes enlarged? And should I have that surgery where my eyes get bigger? Yeah. I'm laughing my ass off every time I see Robin. And he's just like, he's like ripping off his pants. And I just, he cracks me up, man. Anybody else that you guys want to point out? Because you hit out Billy D. Williams. I Every time I hear him, it just... Get all warm inside. Oh, yeah. It's Billy Dee Williams, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Rosie O'Dawson did a good mm-hmm. job as, as Catwoman. Uh, no, she was no, Barbara. Barbara. No, who was Catwoman? I don't know. I don't know. Did she, she play both? I don't know. Uh-huh. Meow meow. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heck again. Meow meow meow. <laughs> yeah. Um, that uh, I thought again. I Rosie O'Dawson. Well, she played bad. Yeah, bad girl. Bad girl. Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. Yeah, Barbara. I don't know. She's always great. I love her, so that's the uh, so you know she can do no wrong in my eyes. I, what about Commissioner Gordon? Oh Did you, what about him? Gosh. Him getting the <laughs> thanks. <laughs> this is what I'm talking I about. Love his like, name. That's yeah. that. I mean, how else do you spoof Commissioner Gordon? Uh, I mean, how do you make fun? I mean, yeah, that's it. it that's what I love about yeah. this. They're, mm-hmm. they, that they're just allowed to just go there. It's yeah. like yeah. Commissioner Gordon, he's great, but at the end of the day, he turns on the bat signal. Yeah, that's about that's, it. Like, that's all he really has to do. Yeah. We could we could sit Love here it. all day in a think tank and try to come up with a nickname for Commissioner Gordon. I don't know. Give us a week in a room <laughs> locked together. I don't. Could we come up with the nickname Flip? Flip. <laughs> that is that is perfect. Brilliant. That's the best thing you could call him <laughs> is Flip. Because <laughs> he Flip. flips on the switch. <laughs> and then the uh, I don't know. I thought the chick they got to play Harley Quinn was good because it just wasn't that grating. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't, wasn't. You know, yeah, Mr. J. Like it wasn't that. <laughs> Although was, to, I don't honestly, she was she was my least favorite. She sounded too old. Yeah. To me, she sounded like a. Oh. I mean, it, again, none of it's bad. Yeah. All the voice casting was yeah. Well, spot Doug on, Benson but... plays Bane, and it sounds just like <laughs> Bane, man. I built a shelf! <laughs> <laughs> and who's, who voiced the brick in the Phantom Zone? I loved that brick's voice. I don't voice. know. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. I love that brick's yeah. voice. I thought it was great. Conan O'Brien, he played the Riddler. Really? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not know that. So, so much good voice acting. Yeah. But um, something I also wanted to hit on was the soundtrack is so good. For Lego. Lego <laughs> yeah. movie. Alright? So I'm very curious. Is it just as good in Lego Batman? Because you have everything is awesome. And then you have friends are family. I'm going to say from my end, I fucking love the soundtrack. It fits perfectly. And I, I listen to friends are family all the time. Just about as much as I did um, everything is awesome. And that's hard to get two hit songs like that that you would just want to jam to. I love everything is awesome. I love uh, friends or family. What do you guys think? I think I like, um, like I just like the chorus to everything is awesome. Yeah. So I think as a whole, a whole friends or family is better. You know what? Th- you me. know what I think does it for me is uh, when when Robin comes out and he's like moving his hands like this. Yeah, and he's just like dancing. <laughs> we're best friends. Yeah, you're we're right. best friends. And Clayface friends is played are by uh, the Holland Oats girl or whatever. Really? Yeah. yeah. The, I don't know, IFC, <laughs> that show, yeah. Seth Green was King Kong. Was he? <laughs> See, it's stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, Channing Tatum was Superman. Jonah yeah, Hill Channing now. Tatum is yeah. Superman. But he was in the other one. Yeah, yeah and then uh, Jonah Hill was Green Lantern, just like in the uh, Lego yeah. movie, yeah. And tell me that you have a Justice League movie right there. Yeah. Right there. It'd be so funny. Oh. So what do you think? Right? Um, you like that? The the soundtrack for this? Yeah, yeah I like the soundtrack. And, and um, I, I like the end song. 
the whole montage, the, the whole bit at uh-huh. the end with them dancing and everything. I, I, my face is just lit up. Yeah. I mean, everything is awesome is a great song. Yeah. Um, but I, that that just steps it up a notch. And I'm surprised with. I don't know which one I like how, better. I, I mean, I I like Friends or Family better. Yeah. Uh, I think just all around, but. Uh, I was surprised by the other songs that showed up in the movie. Especially, Ooh. I love that they had that poppy little song for the for the the third act yeah. big battle um, because there's yeah, I did like that. There's too. something that that these movies are proving to be excellent at, and that is um, is just making you smile. Uh-huh. And that song, I don't like pop songs. You know, I don't I don't listen to them, but. To throw that in there and just to have that that happy tune in the background, and it was still kind of exciting. It was still kind of you know whatever, but it it just made everything more fun yeah. to watch. And I'm like so happy that they made those choices instead of always trying to do just exciting orchestral music and you know techno beats and stuff like yeah. that. It's uh, it's a great choice. I love the I love the soundtrack in Lego Batman. And man, even we almost get Rickrolled too. Like Robin, yeah. Robin plays that, that song. Yeah. <laughs> All of his picks, Never too, are so up. funny. <laughs> Never gonna let you down. <sighs> yeah, I, I love the soundtrack. Even the Batman rock song. Oh, yeah. I Is love Phyllis it. the name of the, the brick? Yes. Okay. Yes. Ellie Kemper. Hmm. Ellie Kemper. I don't know. Doesn't ring a bell. What if it's a little... Was that, does that sound like a little girl? I can't remember. I've seen it like seven times. I can't no. Remember. It sounds like a normal, like, you know... I have to give some to love, uh, some love to Chris McKay. So he directed, um, he produced the uh, the first Lego movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did a lot of work so on the first got the Lego idea. movie. Yeah, so he he did a lot of work. Um, I think he produced. He might mess around with the screenplay, but I think it's so important because he also directed. I think three seasons of Robot Chicken, and then he directed mm-hmm. this. This is his first theatrical release. So he gets it. He yeah, yeah. exactly. He I think gets Robot it. Chicken. And Lego, like I haven't watched enough Robot Chicken, but I know enough to. And they know their humor. They yeah. know what they are. They know their Absolutely. identity. And bringing that kind of humor into the Lego, that's, that's what makes it work. That's exactly what it is. And Robot, because Robot Chicken, they are experts. When they when they get messing with somebody else's IP, like they get to the core of it. Like oh, yeah. their Star Wars stuff is like Spot second on. to none. Yeah. yeah. You know, they know the property yeah. inside and out. They know what people love about it, what to touch on, and what to bring out that makes it funny. Yeah. Same thing with Lego. That's a, a, I didn't realize uh, until last week when we, when we talked about it that he was involved with that. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Yeah. brilliant to, to me, there's two ingredients, Seth, that make Lego movie work. And it's Chris McKay coming over from Robot Chicken and a guy named Dan Lin. Mm. Uh, if you get time, Seth, look up Dan Lin interviews. I showed you some yeah. last week when yeah. you were over here. Dan Lin, they consider him the Kevin Feige. Oh, he just of gets Lego. It. Yeah. Yeah, so someone actually called him the Kevin Feige of Lego. If anyone who's listening, Kevin Feige's the guy who runs all the, the the Marvel stuff behind the scenes. He puts them all together and so they said that he was the Kevin Feige and he goes he gets it. He goes, "Thanks. That's high praise indeed." I appreciate you calling me the Kevin Feige of Lego mm-hmm. Universe. And he calls this Phase 1, which mm-hmm. is interesting. So you've had your, your Lego movie. You've had your superhero movie now. And then the next one, Ninjago, is going to be more of an adventure, you know, uh, karate, stuff like that. You know, ninja stuff, it's right? Kung Fu, an adventure, yeah. you know? Yeah, adventure and then yeah. Lego Movie 2, which is going to be, like again, like your Avengers or something, you mm-hmm. know, where you cap it back off with that. And then they're talking about doing um, a, billion do- a billion brick race. 
right now is on the paper, which I think. I love that. I idea. think so. Think of this, Seth. You've heard of Cannonball Run, right? Yeah. Cannonball Run with Legos. So all these different worlds coming together for mm-hmm. one big yeah. race around Lego Universe. Wacky races. Yeah, okay. wacky races. And you tell me that's not going to sell like hotcakes yeah. off the shelves. Oh, I was going to say, because, I mean, let's be honest, this is a glorified commercial. So, yeah. 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 So with Chris McKay and Dan Lin, I think it's a perfect marriage, and that's what's going to give – that's why I'm not worried about Ninjago, you know? Mm-hmm. They got these people working on it that really understand, you know, what it is. that They know their identity. Yeah. And Ninjago's been around. I mean, they've been Ninjago TV show forever mm-hmm. and on all of that. You know, I've been exposed to it because, you know, because um, kids and stuff. But it's like, I wouldn't have cared. I would have never cared about a, you know, theatrical release Ninjago movie. Yep. But after these two, I'm like, okay. You know, they're, they built that trust now. Yeah, they I'm built like, that show trust. me what you got. Show Let's me what you it. got. I'm, uh, yeah, it's my, it's one on of my board. favorite franchises right now. Yeah. I love the Lego franchise. So now the big question, is it better than Lego movie? What do you think, Seth? No. No? Okay. I like it, but I mean, I'm not going to fanboy over it. I think that I was so surprised to see Will Ferrell, like live action stuff in the Lego, that I, you can't, I mean, you can't be an origin story, in my opinion. Like, you can't beat the first, so. We got an interesting angle on that I can't wait to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick, Rotten Tomatoes has um, Lego Batman at 90%, okay? 81% user, all right? And then Lego Movie has 96% um, critical, 87% user. So it looks like all around Lego movie is the one that's more, yeah, a little bit more popular. Um, I have to say, I like the Lego movie. I have a couple issues. I'm, I'm going to have you talk about it, Ryan. I like Lego Batman mm-hmm. a lot, man. I think Lego Batman does it for me. No, I, I and I was going to say, not to take any, I love Lego Batman. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I think that I've got to give the... You know the first of its kind, some love uh-huh. when it when it really comes down to brass tacks, if you will. Yeah. So yeah, because Lego Batman isn't as meta, if you would. You know, yeah. as as Lego movie. Well, it's very meta. It's very Batman meta. Very yes. Batman meta. Mm-hmm. Yes. But when we're talking about uh, the the real world scenario, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the Lego universe, um, and you had a complaint about how meta it goes, how deep the rabbit hole goes in Lego movie uh, with Finn and his dad. Yeah, yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and I actually watched Lego Movie again right before I came over here um, to kind of refresh. And uh, it has been uh, a while since I've seen Lego Movie. And we both have this exact same problem with I, you know, and honestly, the problem that we have is is fixed a little bit after I watched it today. But mm-hmm. I still have an issue. I there's a there's a core uh, kind of pillar in Lego Movie um, about different people you know, play with Legos and express their creativity and whatever. They do it in different ways. You have the people that want to follow the rules and that's what they do. And you have the the creative people. And I was, the very end of it always kind of bothers me because after we've spent all this time with Emmett, who's just a normal, non-special guy, follows the rules, we have this whole big thing where the way the re- the reason you're special, the way that we we defeat Lord Business or that we infiltrate is by following the instructions. It's like it's okay for you to be someone that follows the rules or the instructions, and there's, there's you know being creative and wild and everything else. But then it's just like at the end, it still bothered me that you know he <laughs> like. 
the Will Ferrell's character still like is like okay, let's just let's not let's mix everything. And I'm like, I, there's just something that bothered me about that. I'm like, I thought we just got done saying it's okay to do this, but it's like you're still kind of the bad guy if you don't do it this way. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just kind of got a bit of a mixed message at the end. Because is it bad for Finn? To have his own Lego room with his own Legos because like right now I love my oh, yeah. I love my kids to death. Yeah. All right, okay. um, over here I have a shelf with how many Star Wars ships do you think, Seth? A good bit. Yeah, a good <laughs> bit. Man. There's probably 50, 60 ships over there, and they're all nice. They're all laid out, and they're not to play with, you know. But if I have a grandkid someday and they yeah. come in here. You know, it's cool. I want to show them that. But you know what? Let's go to the game preserve and let's go get you some your own ships, you know? I don't like the message of, like, let's... Because it's okay for an adult to have his own fucking ships on, yeah. on, a, okay. on a thing. As long as you're going and, and yeah. getting the ships for, for your kid to play with. It's okay to have a shelf or a Lego, an expansive Lego set in your basement because... Uh, Finn's father in Lego Movie was a collector, you know. Yeah, and he didn't want a kid to go down there and mess up this 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 set, you know. Just ask him, and he'll get yeah. you your own Legos. You know, I think he had a little section over there on the floor. Yeah, but I don't think he should have been villainized for no being a collector. I think it's just an interesting perspective. I think that's all it is, guys. I don't know if it was like because from Finn's point of view, he is a villain, but then. You know, I, I uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand. But like, I think there's a good conversation there, being like, son. You know, I know how you see this, okay, but this is daddy's stuff. This, I, co- I collect this. Yeah, this it's been around a lot longer I, than you have. This, like... I just, I, yes, I, I wasn't sure how specific yeah, yeah. Uh, you, were, you were talking about. But, yeah, that, that just bothered me because I just feel like there's – I feel like they could have at least, like – let's just have the thing where we see a bit of an epilogue where it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, first of all, the kid has a giant box of Legos. I, that was why I watched it with my daughter, and I was like, that kid's – box of junk Legos is like five times the amount you have all together. Yeah. yeah. That kid's got plenty to play with. Yeah. Okay. There's more fucking Legos than I do. I know. And I was I actually told I actually said to her as we were watching it, I said, just so you know, that kid is a bad kid. <laughs> he comes down, he just <laughs> he, he there's signs everywhere. Do not touch. Don't do this. Don't do that. He comes down regularly and fucks with his dad's shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. It is kind of a bad movie for your daughter to no, watch. It's, I know. I was just like, I have to make this clear. <laughs> the I understand. Do you the have thing a Lego? Do you have an extensive Lego collection? No, what I don't. What if he? It doesn't matter what it was. That it doesn't matter. That's my shit. I'm the, I'm the father. You're the you're the yeah. kid. This is my stuff. If I put up signs that say "Don't touch," like on your computer you, or something, right? and you come down and touch it and move it around regularly. Yeah. And then your excuse is. This kid literally <laughs> says to him, you can't expect me not to touch all these toys. <laughs> yeah. And argues with his dad about, well, we bought him at the toy store. And he's like, you took off the roof of the thing. It was an accident. He's like, <laughs> I love what he says. Like, you accidentally, carefully, meticulously yeah. removed the top of this thing. I'm like, you just lied to your dad. Yeah. This kid, I, I just, I wish, I just really wish that in to get their point across of um, just being able to play the way you want to play, and and the the bonding that they're missing. Yeah. Like I, if you're gonna That's vilify important. him, let's let's. It's a little more cliche, but let's say he's not around that often. Yeah. Let's or villainize. he's a little bit more cruel about it, or he let's villainize his priorities. Give, let's exactly. Yeah. Let's let's truly villainize his priorities, not his preferences. Yeah. Exactly. And that that actually kind of bugged me because I get what they're getting at. I understand what they're trying to say. 
I just think it could have been handled a little more gracefully. Not because it's like, oh yeah, those middle-aged guys are pissed off when people think collectors are are not little freaks. Where's your kid? That's not that's not what gets me. I just think honestly, as a family watching the movie, I'm like, this kid is not the hero. This is honestly, this kid is being very bad. Yeah. He, you know, there needs to be a conversation and everything else. But I mean. This kid's getting away. It's not getting away with murder, but pretty much Let's... murder of Legos. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and I, and I saw double just, level couch. The reason but... I bring that up, okay, is because earlier I said I only had one problem with this movie, and it was that you know I didn't get enough of everything because I want so much more. Just a gripe because I had so much fun. I want to have more fun, right? Uh, but I will say I do have a, a slight issue that they didn't build on the mythology. Of Lego Movie, okay? Because according to Lego Movie, the entire Lego universe exists in the human world, all mm-hmm. right? And so I want to see if that's the case. You know, like you brought up maybe Clayface in this might have been a, a little girl. Well, right. did you notice, too, that when they said that the Gotham City was built on two yeah. little thingies? Like, yeah. You know why you automatically <laughs> go to that? Because that's about the only one that they say. Like, between that and Master Builder that you brought up earlier, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you brought up maybe the only two references already that... that talk about a deeper world or the Lego universe because there's that scene where they talk about Gotham's on two tectonic plates which is probably what two tables in a a basement or a living room somewhere so I would have liked to have seen is this Finn's room is this in another another house down the block is this in a a, a home in Japan you know I would would love I would love for this to just be Finn set in his room yeah like he he likes Batman and his dad bought him a bunch of Batman sets and Finn has decided to to play Batman in his little corner. corner. Yeah, you know, I would love at the at the end of Phase One to find out that all this happens in the same house or some some crazy show like mm-hmm. that. Because it's interesting, like you talk about like Lego Movie. That one ended with you know the the, the son and the dad bonding and the barriers of Lego Universe mm-hmm. right came down, so you could have Batman inside of you know West, Unicorn Western Land and yeah. Westworld and you know whatever right. Yeah. And if that's the case. So I guess I'm kind of wondering, Lego Batman here, does it take place... It's probably pre. Because that would make sense. Because if it wasn't, does now just tell me if I'm wrong on this or if I'm overthinking it. But if, Well, no, his rap. Because his rap's the same, too, at the mm. beginning. Because I'm Batman! Isn't that... That's the one that he was talking about. Darkness, no parents. Isn't that the same song that he plays no. for a wild child? No, it's a different... Or it, it is, it is a, it's a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If it different. is or it isn't... Wild style, sorry. Yeah. If, yeah. if this is pre, then it would, it would fix some of my problems. But the way I guess I see it after Lego Movie is that since the barriers are down, yes. everything's mingled. So Gotham wouldn't look like Gotham wouldn't because you're, be you're Gotham. a kid playing yeah. and you would take unicorn people and yeah. throw them in Gotham. You take whatever you got. And it doesn't make for a good Batman movie when you're doing that. Yeah. But that's how I kind of see universe you know, now. Like West doesn't look like the West. Now West would look like West and a little bit of Gotham. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman's going to be hanging out West. Is that how you see the Lego universe? Because that's how it would be, right? With kids just being down in their parents' basement, mingling and throwing shit in different places, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Unless this is another... Another house. Another, another house. Kid. Yeah. Do you yeah. hope that's what it is? In a way, I kind of do. The only the only problem with that is, you know, if, if these characters' personalities are being projected are just projections of the kids then it'd be kind of a coincidence that two kids would think Batman is exactly the same. Oh, yeah. See, so there's there's a you couple issues. Yeah, again, this is where it gets rough when you start to do these We're direct like connections between yeah. the real world and the... And well, the, they did that, though. They set up that rule I mean, with, with Lego Movie. Yeah, and hell, I mean, Finn even had a tube 
that said magic portal that and, he would slide Emmett down. And so, that's I mean, in it, this, right? With the tectonic plates. Don't they show like that they spiral? Show, they show the spiral abyss, but I'm talking about... Who, what two kids oh, wait, from different that, neighborhoods would have two different spirals, you know, going right. down. So this has to be in Finn's I mean, room. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, so there's some questions. Maybe like, it's the dad. <laughs> it's the dad, yeah. That would be hilarious. That would be funny. <laughs> he's Don't really feral. Yeah, like he's he's bonding with his son, but he's kept his little yeah. Gotham session. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's a geek. I would love that. Okay, so I really want to just read a quote real quick um, from Chris McKay on oh, universe building. I didn't answer your question. Okay. Do I? Th- which one do I like better? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I just realized this. Uh, well, Bat- I said I like Lego Batman, so I said Batman. I like Lego Batman better. I think it's I think it's more focused. Yeah. And I think it's just overall less chaotic. It's less dense uh-huh. than like there's a lot to there's a lot to keep up with in Lego Movie. Yeah. Um, and I just think Batman. I, I like the focus of it better. I feel like everything in Lego Batman is more refined. Yeah. And in Lego in Movie, and I, and oh I love dude, Lego God. Movie. Lego Movie is great. Having just watched it again oh. and loving it when it came out and everything else. But I just feel like Lego Batman is, again, they're just More getting refined. better at what they're doing yeah. in everything. I so. agree. And there's things in Lego Movie, though, like they have the, the craggle on his back. I think that yeah. is brilliant. Oh, yeah. I think that is complete. Like, that's how I played with toys when I was like, let's take a, something and tie it to, because mm-hmm. it was like a glue container it's a, it's or something ca- like that. It's the cap to the, the cap, super yeah. Glue. That's awesome. Well, it's such a great idea. That's how yeah. I remember playing. They connected with me. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I used to play as a kid. So I love that. So I want to read something about universe building. Just get your guys' thoughts on it. So whatever you guys um, have to say. But this is Chris McKay, the director. Everything we just talked about, I thought this really added something to the conversation. He says, everyone says this, but for a lack of a better phrase, there's a Lego cinematic universe that we're building that has a sci-fi premise. As far as the world that the movies are taking place in for the majority of the running time and the other world that's out there, I think over the course of the movies, we're building out the relationship between those. There's no mandate necessarily to do that, but we are very we are actively working to find all of the rules and develop the relationship between the real world and the Lego world. You'll start to see it um, in what we're doing with Ninjago and what we're doing in Lego 2. So he goes on to say, there's definitely a part for, for mm. Batman in Lego 2. Everyone loves, loves Will Arnett and the Batman character. There are going to be repercussions of what happened in Lego Batman. Um, if you agree that he went through some change, there's more stuff in store for Batman Lego 2. All right? So it doesn't sound like they have the world figured out yet. It doesn't sound like they have it completely figured out, um, but... Because there's no they, mandate necessarily to do that, but we are very actively working to find out all of the rules and develop that relationship between the real world yeah. and the Lego world. So I think that's why we didn't get... They probably were, uh, I imagine, they like from the start... They weren't a hundred percent sure if they were gonna like start, you know, world building mm-hmm. with that. Kind of like the Iron Man thing. Like, yeah. hey, no, yeah. they threw that Nick Fury thing on the end just cause. And uh, that's, that's not a safe bet, is it? They like a Lego movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to see if that stuff works. If I just told you, Seth, tonight they're making a Lego movie. Okay, it should be about next year. Um, take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the whole yeah. thing where it's like, well, what do you mean? Take it or leave it. Like, yeah, because yeah, that's all you had to go off yeah. of. Yeah. And I, so I don't think they had enough faith in their own as well. I mean, that's that's tricky. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Yeah. But that's that's not I a mean, safe bet. Marvel did the same thing. Again, yeah. they tacked that Nick Fury thing on there. At just least you have Marvel. You know what I'm saying? At least you have Spider-Man. Yeah, but you... No, but they, they didn't, though. They had... Yeah, true, true. They had Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we're going to make another Hulk movie, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but at least it was a little bit more complex than like say lego you well, know what yes. i'm saying i mean it was 
it was already established. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Lego's well established, but a Lego narrative, Lego stories aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Are you okay so. with like the lack of Emmett? And you know, like I would have liked. Style I would have liked this. to have at least had some sort of reference to them, but at the same time, it didn't need them. It worked really well on its own, and they create they developed several new characters that I want to see in Lego too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to see Batman and Robin together. Come on, that would be great <laughs> in in Lego too. Not uh, you know, we don't have to have uh, um, the the people from the first Lego movie. It just made more people that I want to see for the next one. All right, Seth, closing thoughts. What'd you think overall and score? Great flick. Um, 4.5. Ooh, my yes. man. Yes, I was going to say that. Uh, great flick. What'd you give Lego Movie? What? Is that a Pantheon? Lego Movie's not Pantheon. Is that 4.5 as well? Just Probably just... like a 4. I mean, like the more you guys are talking about it, again, I'm just giving Lego Movie props yeah, yeah, because original, because it's yeah, the yeah. first and it was original yeah. and everything. I think Batman's a tighter story. I think it's done better. But I mean, I gotta give yeah, I gotta give Lego really Movie good. love though because it was the first of its kind. And then the fact that they mixed all these genres and they made it work yeah. rather than it just being Batman. Yeah, yeah no, hey, Lego Movie's great. I just that, that humans pulling the strings. I just want that developed a little. bit. No, more. I get you, and I, but I I wasn't expecting it either in the mm-hmm. in the or with the audience too. Were you waiting first for time. a human scene in this Batman Lego? I didn't know what they were gonna do. Again, I always kind of took that. Is that in the back that, of your mind? Though? Well, that's how I took the brick in the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phyllis, yeah. I actually like. That I always I was like if there's any human this has got to be it that somehow that that's their connection again if this was a sequel right to Mm -hmm. the Lego spinoff then you know I wouldn't have been surprised to see some Duplon Duplo Mm -hmm. you know block alien block come down you know (laughs) Duplo blocks great you know like we didn't see any of that so there's Mm -hmm. no alien invasion there so there's no kid coming down fucking shit up with a with a big block (laughs) you know so I don't know I can't I can't wait for that to be more developed but anyway what do you think. Um, yeah, really just amazing movie. I've seen it three times now. I like it a little bit better yeah. every time I watch it. Scoring I could go back in right now and watch it. That's how much I love this movie. Scoring, man, scoring it is, is really tough because I, I'm, I'm going to give it a 4.5 and the thing that really pushes it over, I mean, I'm, because a, a four is what I probably would normally do, but the fact is when I'm done it's similar to Lego Movie. When I'm done watching Lego Batman, I, I'm just so happy. Like wow. there's just there's, there's just satisfied. joy. I'm more. It's like I'm more than just satisfied. It's it's like I'm I have a bit of joy in me, mm-hmm. you know. And I just I don't know. I I think that's enough to say. You know, if it's gonna affect me that much emotionally, you know. Uh, I, I think I gotta kick it up just a just a tad. So you doing so, the, I'm doing four point five. Oh, look at all the paper right there. Four point five out of five. All three of us yeah. gave it a high score like that. I you know I don't toss the numbers around. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. high. Yeah. That's really yeah. high. Yeah, that's I really think high. I give Avengers a four. Yeah, I, it, it's going up for me. I would not be surprised after maybe another viewing or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could potentially potentially go to that glorious pantheon spot. That's how much I love this movie, guys. I think everything. Is awesome <laughs> with Lego Batman. Yeah, it's just funny to hear you talk about it. And when I really, really think about it, I'm like, you know, you're right. I uh, can't think of much wrong. With much this wrong movie. with it at all? Yeah, I think it's I, a, it's a, it's pretty close to a goddamn perfect there's, movie. There's movies that I rate way up high, and I can list plenty of yeah. things that are wrong with them. But it's part of the reason yeah. why you love it. 
Like, like I'm, yeah, I'm having, I'm, I'm having a blast with this movie. I have a huge smile on my face. I, I feel good, mm-hmm. but then I feel like I geeked out. Like, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm learning something about everything that I love. Or I get to see something cool. And I even love the Phantom Zone. I think it's a great trick, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to pull. You know, I, I love I love the guff and It is. Get it's it's such a phenomenal just way to bring all kinds of geeky characters together. And you're using a geeky, you know, prison yeah. to, to do it all. Yeah. And that, I mean, really, that knocks it up, too. I mean, uh, being able to grab all those references. If you didn't care about Batman, yeah. it'd be harder to, to really love this movie. But, um... Yeah, that, that really that really does kick it up, and it's a and just it's a surprisingly rich movie considering what it is. You see the the Batman character from Lego Batman. Yeah. You say you're gonna have a spinoff of this arrogant guy. Uh-huh. It's like first that's, try. It's like, okay, you know what? That's that's fun. That's a great idea. I'm not sure you can carry a whole movie yeah. with that, and it ends up yeah. You, you Man, the, the relationship with the you know. Bat family, you know, that yeah. he has in this movie is fantastic. <laughs> you know, the relationship between him and Robin, him and Alfred, him and Joker. Uh, I know, like I said, I really got a lot of the Batman Superman Again, thing I loved. I would I would go watch it. If they said they were doing a Batman versus Superman mm-hmm. Lego movie, first one in line. I would yep. love to see that. I think that the world looks great. And I can't say this enough, guys. The li- We didn't even talk about this too oh, much, yeah. but the lighting in this movie. Oh, like yeah. that opening scene with uh, MacGuffin Airlines. Yeah. Just that all the lighting that's going on there where they're climbing up the, the airplane, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it, it's a beautiful movie to look at. And, and Gotham has color. Yeah. I, yeah. I think too that a, a big thing with it is why I why I said earlier that I think it's like my favorite Batman movies because it's a movie that's actually about Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. and his yeah. relationships not like you know everyone loves Dark Knight but let's be honest we're waiting for Heath to show up yeah. Batman's kind of milk toast in that yeah. movie and I always talk about that though I always say and so this is almost going against what you're saying here Seth but mm-hmm. I go I always say that hey you know what I put oh my, you gotta have a good villain I, well, yeah. I always say that if you're gonna make a Batman any kind of superhero movie make your fucking villain you know, yeah. shine brighter than no, your main I get character. You, because but at then, the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. What I get about what you're saying. Character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, but you're right though. I mean, this this really does shine, and it's my favorite movie so far of a very young 2017. But usually, I would say that, and I'd be like, it's it's young in the year. But I've had four or five movies right now that I'm champion. Mm-hmm. And that's Logan. It's Get Out. Um, there's another one. Split on there was too. good too. Yes, yeah, Split. Mm-hmm. Uh, very good movie. So there's three or four movies that I have right now that I mm-hmm. am very, I'm very entered. Guardians. I really enjoyed Guardians. Yeah. Um, and man, you got Spider Man: Homecoming, Baby Driver. I got some good movies coming out. But right now, none of those even touch Lego Batman. I haven't even watched Logan since it came out for the, you know, on mm-hmm. on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, I don't, I haven't watched Split or yeah, Get Out, Logan. None of those. Uh, but I've watched um, Batman, Lego Batman. Two or three times since we've had it, I actually asked Olivia last night if she wanted to watch it while I was doing my notes. Mm-hmm. And she told me no, because we've watched it too many times. That's pretty badass. So yeah. 4.5 for me. Any, any closing comments that you have on Lego Batman? Everything's awesome. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. we could talk We could talk another 30 minutes to an hour of all the little stuff in this movie. Yep. You know, like he's driving, he's like, man, you know what? I really like that guy. I hope nothing bad happens yeah. to him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nothing bad ever happens to me. I don't even know what they say. I just remember those two pilots yeah. in the beginning. Just cracking me up. What are they? What are they I don't even know, dude. Like, there's that scene like, too. Do like, like, don't they do like paper rock scissors yeah, on the scene? Yeah, goes back in yeah. the back. Or they even talk to the airline. Like, I like you, man. I like you. Man. <laughs> they're like, they're even talking to the the, the, the uh, control tower, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, they're best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, so yeah, I love it, guys. Um, are you guys ready to do some movie news? Yes. Anything yes. else you want to add, Ryan? No, man. No. Lego Batman's freaking awesome. If you don't like it, you don't have a soul. Go to hell. Yep. All right, let's get it. <laughs> Go to the Phantom go, Zone. Go to, go to the Phantom Zone. Exactly. Get to the Phantom Zone. Kids can't be real cool. <laughs> All right, let's get in to movie news. Welcome back to movie news. Hi. <laughs> We've been gone for a while. <laughs> Let's get into our top five headlines of the week. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this uh, since it happened last week, but we didn't get a chance to do movie news. This story that I'm about to tell is probably the most entertaining story I've read in years. I am so glued to it. I want to know every single detail, and that's the disturbance in the Force Seth. All right, we have Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They have left the Han Solo prequel, citing dreaded creative differences as their catch-all reasoning. So what do you guys make of this? This is nuts. These are respected directors, too. This is like an Edgar Wright thing. Well, they also fired their editor, too. Yeah. Yeah, They fired their fucking editor as well. And this is like Edgar Wright got canned, but... He worked on it for years, but not this late in the game. I don't think I've... They, not, had, they were they had three weeks left of filming? Yeah, they've been filming yeah. for six months. Mm-hmm. Ryan, we've been talking movies yeah. for fucking ever. Have you ever heard anything like this? No. Someone no. getting fired three weeks to go. And who got him fired, too? Supposedly Han Solo got him fired. Yeah. Yeah, I'm that nervous about yeah. whatever. And then they get him an acting coach. Like, it's just a shit show. Like, everything. It is, yeah. because usually, like, acting coaches are pretty normal, but not... Three weeks out. Yeah, it's yeah. like the beginning. Like, what are you going to change? Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you have to go back now? And, yeah. Oh, wow. And I'm a big supporter of um, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. You know, like I watched him in Hell Caesar and I, I love But his didn't he have an acting coach in that movie? Oh, well, everyone has an acting coach. It's no, but not... didn't his character in that movie have an I acting coach? I he sucked. It, it, yeah, um, no, he yeah, did. He no. did. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. How fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he does suck. You know what, though? I don't. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not him. I have faith in Alden Ehrenreich. I think he can do it. Like, I was championing him to be, because when they had like five people, they were going up for, for Han Solo. Yeah. I championed him, man. Like, I think that he can do it. I don't, maybe uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller just weren't meant for the job because they are very humorous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Alden Ehrenreich, he went to Kathleen Kennedy, I guess, and Lawrence Kasdan was like, man, they're turning me into fucking Ace Ventura over here, guys. Yeah. And you got to think. Yeah, you're an up-and-coming star. People loved your performance in Hell Caesar, right? You got the Han Solo gig, Seth, right? But they're turning you into a fucking ass. You won't work again. Exactly. They're you turning you into work. Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is, and that's a fear. Except for especially someone for you know for him who's yeah. gotten all these accolades, and then all of a sudden, dude, he'd have a hard time coming out of that fucking up Han Solo. Yeah, man. What do you guys think of all this? This is nuts. It's weird. It's really, really weird, and I don't know what to think about all of it. I mean, there's got to be more to it that we're not knowing about, and I have a hard time believing that he was Ace Ventura. Yeah. I imagine that there's a lot of funny beats with a young Han Solo, but to but to be acting like that, yeah. I don't know. And there has to be major problems, major, because this is not good publicity Mm-mm. for Star Wars. No, no. Kathleen Kennedy, the reason she probably waited six months out is because she knows people like us would be talking about it tonight. You know, like, oh, what kind of fucking shit show is going on here? Yeah. You know, this is not good publicity for Star Wars at all. So it yeah. had to be bad. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It had to be bad. No one would risk the PR. Oh, man, it's bad. Unless it had to happen. Mm-hmm. Fucking um, H- Ace Ventura memes going around with yeah. his face on it. You know, hold the fucking <laughs> blaster pistol. 
Yeah, I did, and the the bits that I've read were that um, uh, so Lawrence Kasdan, the the screenwriter, he was seeing dailies and he wasn't happy with where they were taking things. Uh, then the other side was just production that basically, uh, and I don't know if I believe this one or not, but that uh, basically they're uh, Lord Miller used to kind of uh, improv stuff, having a little bit more time, yeah, and not having to be quite as decisive smaller movie smaller production smaller yeah. budget you don't have to make the kind of decisions ahead of time that you have to on a star wars movie when you're doing 21 jump yeah. street you can go in and kind of wing it um and so i would imagine that with lawrence kasdan basically being like you stick to the script stick, yeah. you know and it's like okay but that's not really how we work we you know because you know the way you get a lot of times the way you get good performance out of actors let them improvise let them do yeah. stuff that's not let on them the do page what they do. and yeah. most screenwriters are okay with that they're not but i mean but this is star wars and it's orange cast and there's a lot riding on this so from what i understand it's like they're coming in it's like okay fine Let's do some takes that are straight to script. Now let's do some more takes yeah. that are a little bit here. You're kind of doing two movies yeah. to try and please everybody. That that's pushes a lot of everything too. Back. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of money. And I don't know. I, you think that would be all a lot. discussed before filming? This is well, this will be the biggest movie of that year. I, real close to it. And I think what I I'm top three. I'm not sure if it's a quote from Kathleen Kennedy, but something basically was like you know okay. We knew at the beginning it was going to be different, but it's like, you know, there's always that. You never know when you bring in new people. You never know exactly how smooth it's going to go, but there was faith that you work these things out. You know, you communicate, and the you know the studio communicates with the directors and the screenwriter, and everyone talks, and things, you know, smooth out. It's always out. rough at the beginning, but it just didn't, it just got more complicated. Yeah. Is from what, again, this is... Who knows who these sources are? Yeah, yeah. And who knows what the real story is? I was going to say, because people were talking about how when Ron Howard was announced that there was like a clap and everyone was like, yeah, let's do this movie. But now apparently it's coming out that they were all like, all right, we brought in Ron Howard. And there was kind of like a little golf clap. And it's like, let's try and make the best movie we can, guys. Like one right. of those, like that's where the clap came and let's from. Talk, yeah, let's talk about that because I think um, before it was announced, Ryan and I was talking about this. Well, uh, when they were look, looking for a director. And we brought up Ron Howard because back in the day when uh, George Lucas, we were we wanted mm -hmm. different directors to come in like they're Do doing the, now. And George, yeah, and George yeah. Lucas before he started doing the prequels, he wanted Ron Howard was one of the people he wanted to do for the prequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but and at I, the same time, like look at what Ron Howard didn't he do Green Inferno? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. and then he also no, Green Inferno. Oh, no. talk about what's the one? Yeah, I don't. That's uh, not Green Inferno, is it? You're talking about the cannibal fucking movie. Yeah, that one. No, that that's not Ron Howard. No, no, he what did. But he did what whatever. It, I think like Inferno. That. I think it was Inferno. just Inferno. Yes. The oh, Tom yeah. Hanks movie. And then didn't he do Heart of the Sea, the Chris Hemsworth movie yeah, yeah. that no so one not, watched? Not he good. did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly. what I'm trying to say is the whale movie. Beowulf. Yeah. He did Beowulf? I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. No, no, that was... Fucking oh, uh, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, I'm sorry. Polar I'm sorry. Express, motherfucker. Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that movie. No, but um, I think okay. Get back to the Future, man. Show some respect. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But no, I think himself. I think Ron, uh, Ron Howard is the, the exact. He's the guy you would want. The safe yeah. bet. Oh my god. Yeah. He's, a, he's a journeyman. He yep. knows the yep. business in and out. He knows how to hold the camera. He knows how to get his shots. And he's it's fucking Ron Howard. He's been around for fucking. <laughs> and he knows how to direct years. actors. Yeah, yeah. He'll and get he, he'll get the job. And done. I bet you Absolutely. Ron Howard is a lovely guy to work with. Okay. I bet he's a 
I bet he's a sweetheart, you know? And he's probably in there. He's calming people down. He's getting things he needs. He's he's a journeyman, dude. He's going to yes. get in there. He's going to fucking yep. get the job done. So I think that's Absolutely. that's exactly who you want in there on the uh He'll take the across hour. the finish line without Ex- any problem. Exactly. Yep. So I think it's a safe bet. And it's just kind of geeky to know that uh, George Lucas is, like, he wanted him back in the day to direct a prequel movie. Yeah, yeah and I agree. Um, I didn't watch In the Heart of the Sea, but it didn't look entertaining. I haven't been a Ron Howard movie since probably a fan of those since maybe Cinderella Man, which I thought was pleasantly surprising. So he's done a couple good ones. I think he directed uh, a, what was it? No, no, Apollo 13, I think. Mm-hmm. So he's done a couple good movies. Um, we'll see what he can scrape together here. But I mean, at the same time, maybe they need to look back at this and just be like, this is a story that doesn't need to be told, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is also a concern. Yeah, where it's just I mean, like... Maybe it's just not worth it. That's big shoes to fill, Just take your Millennial Falcon and do another movie. You know, get these guys... Like, I don't know. I mean, I just have a hard time believing that this is a story that I really need to see about Han Solo. So, no, whatever. I agree. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be interesting how this goes down. And then you have people like Ryan Johnson, who just directed um, the, uh, the, the, the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? I've, I had so much freedom. I, I had so much freedom. It was just like working on one of my independent films. No one even stepped yeah. in. So it's just it's very interesting. But, yeah, it looks like that's what – what the fuck was Kathleen Kennedy? I'm not even putting all this on Lord Miller. Yeah. You're Kathleen Kennedy? You're not going in there and watching the dailies like six months later. You're like, oh, wow, you're fucking this shit up. She should be there like, okay, I see your dailies, guys. What are you coming up with? Oh, this should be like a month in. You're like, oh, this isn't what I'm liking at all. Yeah. I'm really curious. I'm really curious how much Kasdan had to do with it. The other thing, though, is that like Ryan Johnson, okay, on, on this end, he it may have just been a thing where it's like he has creative freedom because his he creatively just lines up with them anyway. Exactly. I, I think... Like J.J. Abrams. Plus, you know... No, but J.J. Abrams is weird. Like, he's more like a Ron Howard yes man, I feel like, where it's just like, oh, you're the safe bet. Yeah, you could make exactly... <laughs> I'm really surprised that... Star yeah. Wars box. I'm then you're going to run off on us. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't bring in Abrams. I'm kind of surprised they yeah. didn't either. Because yeah. didn't they bring him in for Rogue One to do some stuff? Uh, no, there's another director they brought in. Um, he might have done something by himself. I thought they went in and helped, or he helped. I think it was Tony Gilroy. There was a big name that came in and pretty much ghost directed a lot of things where a lot of people say it's not even Gareth Edwards' movie that, yeah. we, that we watched. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Ron Howard's a safe bet. I think he'll get shit done. But, um, yeah, maybe that he just lines up creatively that, yeah. you know. Like they sit down with JJ and they're like, "Oh, I want to do this because I think it, I think it's safe." He's like, "Oh, I think it's safe too." Yeah, mm-hmm. it just it just makes me wonder sometimes. Like, how do they? What's their decision making at the beginning? No, because you know, like with a lot of the a lot of these movies, you, you wonder how does somebody that's relatively new get a hold of an established franchise? Like, how does McGee direct a Terminator yeah, movie? Yeah. I mean, you know, or how you know how does. How does fucking Peter Jackson get Lord of the Rings? Yeah, no shit. You know, you just have to wonder. But typically, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's just you're surrounded by professionals. The Mar- a lot of the Marvel directors talk about this. It's like, I'm surrounded by people who are the best of the best. I don't have to worry about them doing their jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have to worry about the other. So I can actually concentrate on on this. And a lot of people forget just how much of directing is uh, is management. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. managing people. There's two different and, pieces. Like yeah. you gotta, you're the you're the director that works with your actors. Then you're the director that's watching, uh, watching the screen. You know what I mean? Making yeah. sure that your magic's happening. So, so yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's interesting, but uh, it's just the risk you always take yeah. when you get 
when you hire anybody. Yeah, so I can't wait. I, I, it's the most entertaining story I've read in years. I, I want to know everything about this. Every <laughs> day, be a movie about it. Yeah, right, every time I go, before I go to bed, I always type in Han Solo, Star Wars Han Solo, <laughs> Lord Miller, just to see what the news headlines yeah. are. I'm not interested in it. You want some other scary Star Wars news, Seth? <laughs> Is he going to ruin stuff for me? Nope. Sure. Okay. The Book of Henry. Have you ever heard of this movie? No. Okay, listen to this, Seth. I'm glad you haven't heard of this yet. So The Book of Henry is a 2017 movie directed by Colin Trevorrow. Familiar? Yeah. Okay. And it is getting roasted by critics. Yeah. So Colin Trevorrow, any he's listeners out the there? He's directing the next uh, Star Wars film. Yep. He's directing um, episode, what, nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode nine. So it's getting roasted. The plot synopsis from IMDb reads... With instructions from her genius son's carefully crafted notebook, a single mother sets out to rescue a young girl from the hands of her abusive stepfather. Boring. Yeah, so he, uh, he so he so he directed Jurassic Park, uh, Lost World, and now he's doing Whoa. Star Wars Episode Nine. But did I say Lost World? Just, yeah, Jurassic, no, sorry. World. Jurassic World. Sorry, I'm sorry. So Jurassic World. Um, but yeah, dude, he's he's got the biggest fucking franchise. He's gonna be directing Episode Nine, and no director has come out. And directed a dog turd, and then went to Star Wars like back to back. You know, uh, this is very like Ryan Johnson. He his last movie was fucking Looper, critically acclaimed. You know, um, before that, the independent movie Brick, and you know, uh, Brothers Bloom, and you know, you look at J.J. Abrams Star Trek, and you got this guy right. Who Jurassic World? I think it's okay. It's no Jurassic Park. It's not great, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but it's not. How does he get to direct episode nine? I always thought it was a weird choice, too. And I told you that. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yep. Ryan Johnson? I get Ryan Johnson. I was a big supporter of that. Um, I think I remember you. I was, the first time I met you, I was like, man, you got to see Brick. It's a Ryan Johnson movie. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. In the game store. This was years before he got this gig. Mm-hmm. And now he's directing. I'm like, dude, that's badass. I get it. Yeah. Colin Javaro, yeah. Make, the only thing, connection I can make here is a. A big tentpole movie. He did one. Now you're going to bring him over to do Star Wars. But there's so many other directors I would love to see in the in the fucking Star Wars seat. Let Ryan Johnson do it or J.J. Abrams. Somebody. Let them both do it yeah. together or something. That's or how I right. think. Somebody fun. Just to finish their... Because the trilogy's got to finish right, man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, Does it scare you guys? No. I Honestly, I think this is a non-story. I mean... He makes his little independent movie, and it's probably a passion project, and it sucks. Most passion projects suck. You know, Scott Derrickson directed dog shit and then did a decent movie for Marvel. Peyton Reed did dog shit and then made a decent movie. (laughs) I'm not worried about it. The machine will handle... Yeah. The machine will handle this, uh, for the most part. Um, you know, so this particular thing, the fact that he did a movie now that everybody hates, and he's doing Star Wars, that's not a story to me. I mean, beyond just choosing him in the first place, I, I, I'm totally with you. I think he's a weird choice. Yeah, it's such Jurassic a weird World. I get it. Okay, he can handle himself as far as managing a large production. So can. Every so can Ron Howard just bring Ron <laughs> Howard in no and have him do it if that's you what it just is. Just do all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the thing about this is, I mean, I, I need to know how passionate is this guy about Star Wars, yeah. and and how big of a team player is he? What does he bring? I don't know any of yeah, that. Yeah, that's actually an interesting story too. I don't have all the facts, so I won't talk about it tonight. But you guys should uh, go home tonight, look up Colin Trevorrow, and I guess like he has a little bit of flexibility with the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And he was asking, is is 
young, very young kids what they wanted from a Star Wars movie, and su- supposedly the young kids are helping them shape Episode <laughs> Nine. Well, yeah, real quick, just, it's the, not, yeah, it's not like that. The other thing about all this though is that, like, <laughs> like, like I give Jurassic World a lot of shit. I actually, I don't, I don't really like it that much. Uh-huh. Um, I don't hate it. It's I don't, not good. Absolutely, it's just, it's just there. I don't hate it, but I haven't uh, watched it since we reviewed. I have it. a lot of problems with it, but the real thing is, I don't know how many of those problems are his fault. Or if it's a screenplay's fault. Yeah. There's just, you know, there's or if dumb, it's a studio. Or if it's the studio's yeah. fault. And you just never know. And those they just would let me make my own movie. It's, just, <laughs> it's like you just have to have some faith that. But then they did. Exactly. <laughs> you have to have some level of faith that, that producers know more. Like, you know, Marvel doesn't always. No studio picks their. Uh, their uh, directors or really anybody just based on the final product that they produced, they look at what they did in that. So again, maybe Colin Trevorrow, maybe at the end of the day, it's like, this guy can manage his shit. The people that he worked with, they fucking loved him. Production went really, really smooth. The actors loved him. All this other stuff. Like, he could do it. You just got to give him a good movie. Who knows? So that's why I'm not too... I'm not worried about it, but if something does go wrong, you're going to have to jump on that shit a lot earlier than fucking three weeks out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So we have uh, we now have confirmation, okay, that Peter Parker's first encounter with Tony happened all the way back in Iron Man 2. So he was the I boy. I put that on Adventures. Yeah, I, I saw that. That was the first there. place I saw it. Yeah. Um, he, was, uh, he was the boy in the Iron Man mask in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. What do you guys And this think? was like years ago when I put that. Like that was when we like first started mm-hmm. that we oh. had like a big conversation about it. And I was like, I think that's kind of cool. It would be interesting. I don't know how I feel now. Yeah. That it's, uh, you that know what it reminded can. me of? It reminded me of the confirmation of Rex being um, in Star Wars. Yeah. And in Endor. Did you see that? So you know Rex, right? From Clone Wars. From Clone oh, Wars. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's the old man. He's the old man in, in on Endor. On when, Endor. Okay. when Han like when uh, when Han like taps that trooper and yes. then he runs around the corner, there's like an old guy standing there. They designed Rex after that uh, old guy. Yeah. 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 So now yeah. He, now he's canonized, you know, and yeah. so Rex was an indoor, which is right. really neat, you know? And this that's what it reminds me of here. So it's kinda cool to go back and like, I'm, no, that's, that's I'm just curious if they like if that's gonna actually be covered in the movie or if they're yep. just saying that. Yeah. That's that's where my issue comes in. Yeah. Because I, we don't need to go back that far. <laughs> I mean I I don't know. I It'd be kinda cool that to would see be, what you know what? I sounds... like that though because that that would it's leave in your a, bad babies. Well, no, not well. Yeah, that, but it would leave an impression on you. Absolutely. It? The only problem is that I feel like that's it, it's it's not going to be mentioned, and I feel like it's something that I wish that I hope would be mentioned in Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know, I mean, I bet it will to a degree. I hope so. I mm-hmm. mean, I hope it's at least alluded. It'll to. It'll probably be kind of like the power and responsibility, like how it was in Civil War. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I hope I hope they do something mm-hmm. because I just. I don't know. I mean, if especially in a world of superheroes and stuff like this, just starting, you know what I mean? Uh, when he's like ten or however old he is, yeah. there. I mean, I, I don't know. That that'd be like that'd be like if if one day Shaq, uh, <laughs> this is a bad example. Think of what is a basketball player that you love? Old Michael Jordan. Okay, yeah. Michael Jordan pulls you out in front of a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, bear, bear with me, yeah. bear with me. And I, want later, a, I would want to be a black ass, uh, and then, black basketball player. And then, and then <laughs> but then later in life, he coaches you basketball, and yeah. you don't say, "Hey, you saved me from a bus." Yeah, you don't mention that. That's just something that you've just held inside. Yeah. I'm like, that's kind of bullshit, and it's not going to be mentioned in the movie because it's just a throwaway fucking yeah. thing. So it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I can deal with it, but uh, whatever. 
I just wish they'd mentioned it. I know that because it would be also be a big deal as a kid. How would would he have been when Tony Stark said that he was Iron Man? Iron Man one, he's like, it'd be like, I'm Iron like Man. Eight. That would be like you're watching TV yeah. or you're at school, dude. That would be awesome. He'd be like eight or nine, like nine, eight or nine years old. Probably. I remember at school when the uh, the shuttle went up, yeah. right? Yep. And they all gathered us around yep. and we were watching that. That would be powerful as a young kid being like, bring in the TVs. This guy's gonna announce who he is, or or you see it going yeah. leaving from one place, or you're in the you're in your living room and yep. you're watching TV doing dishes or something. You turn around and it's like, I'm, I'm Iron Man. Man. How did this affect uh, the um, Avengers? He's he's in Brooklyn. He's not too far from yeah. what went down in New York. Yeah, uh, there's actually a comment from um, the John Watts, the director, uh, in a recent interview. It's he said, Queens. "Was it Queens? Yeah, 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 Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Captain Americans from Brooklyn. Yeah, right? yeah. it's okay. It yeah, was... but yeah, that's right down the road, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would feel that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, they also asked about Uncle Ben um, if possibly." He died in the in, in the, the New, in New York. York. I really that would be great. Yeah, that is so that's storytelling, man. That's what these movies do so well, and I think that'd be great. Just uh, that yeah. great addition. Yeah, I really like I really like that John Watts and whoever and who did the story, everyone that did the story for Spider Man Homecoming. Not seeing it, but from everything I've heard, that they are just taking in the whole world as it is. You know everything that's happened. And just really diving into yeah. that, I just I just love that it's, it's a goldmine for it's, storytelling. It's like Jakku in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a fucking goldmine to pull. So from. much, so much motivation and just stuff that can be part of the character, not just part of the plot, but it's like can push and motivate the characters. I mean, that's cool to see. It's like Peter's a science nerd. Tony Stark is like the oh. god of science and technology. It's like that's a perfect match and great motivation for him. I just love that they're doing that. Uh, kind of organically, instead of being like its own thing, like fucking like Iron Man three, which has like nothing to do with fucking anything. Yeah, you know, I just like that it's integrated, so it's a good idea. Yeah, you cool with it? Nothing mm-hmm. to ask. Oh yeah, no, I just <laughs> it's got me thinking. On did you hear that? Like for Spider Man Homecoming two, that they're gonna have a different Avenger. Oh like, yeah, yeah that, like it won't be Iron Man. And I was like, do you hear who he said he wants it to be? Oh, I was like, what if it's Vision? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I say, grab, home- grab somebody out of the blue that you don't expect. Homecoming 2 is going to be post-Infinity War, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Vision's going to get that. Oh, oh, I know. That Jeff Stone's coming out of his fucking headset. I know, but I just think it'd be funny if we're just like Spider-Man and Vision just hanging out, <laughs> doing their shit. What? You know who my favorite Marvel guy is, right? You guys know? Ultron. No. <laughs> Ant-Man. Yeah? yeah? Oh, you want yeah. Ant-Man? No, well... I, w- I love Ant-Man. He's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man said, or uh, Tom Holland said that he wants, if he could pick oh, um, someone coming in, it would be, he wants a uh, Bugs Brothers session. That so he wants Spider-Man cool. and Ant-Man awesome. in the same movie. Yeah. That's I think awesome. that'd be great. That could be cool. Or I think Doctor Strange and him would be pretty cool together, yeah. too. There's dude the combos. Oh yeah, I don't give a shit. Him and Hawkeye, hell yeah! I just love the we're at. I love the we're at this point in the Marvel movies now. I feel like we're gonna get team ups like fucking crazy. We talked about that too. I think you have to get a team up in every movie. We talked about that. We did our whole conversation about Mm -hmm. team up movies, and I think the future's team up. And yeah, dude, Ant Man, Spider Man sounds like a great combo. So guys, what's going on with fucking Carnage and Venom? Are they in the MCU? Are they, <laughs> they not aren't. in the MCU? No. You well, know, I, I did you see that? Everywhere. Did you see that? Uh, the Jerome from Gotham wants to play Carnage, the kid yeah. that plays Joker, which I'm okay with actually. But uh, I don't know. Keep Venom away from everybody else, for Christ's sake. I don't know. Tom Hardy would be kind of cool to have in the MCU. But yeah, I don't yeah, think for that. Sure. But yeah, 
Keep him away. Well, listen to all this if he shit, stays man. attached. So producer Amy Pascal, is that what how you pronounce her name? Pascal. Confirms that Black Cat and Venom, this was last week. Okay, yep. so this is some older news, but so she confirmed that Black Cat and Venom would would pass in the same universe, pass through uh, the same universe as Spider Man Homecoming, right? She also teased that Tom Holland's Spider-Man might appear in the spin-off movies, saying that there's always a chance he'll stop by. Okay? Then a quote from Tom Holland just more recently. Uh, he was asked if it was true that Venom, starring Tom Hardy in the title role, existed in a separate universe. Holland said, Sadly, I think it's true. I think he's in a, in a different universe, uh, from my understanding. I think that is the case. I'd love to make a movie with Tom Hardy. If we ever get the chance to make a Venom movie together, that would be super cool. But this movie would have to take place in the MCU because I'm not giving up my ticket in the MCU. Unless Sony tells her to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck to take out of all this. And then, because you, you got that, that sounds like a you great can't... idea. Venom and, because you heard that the, the movie's going to be Venom and Carnage, right? Venom versus, or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Venom versus Carnage. Yeah. That's going to be the movie. Did you hear about that? Cool. Yeah, I, I like that idea. I think, hey, Why? That's eh, fuck, it's too badasses fucking with each other. I don't care. <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> I've always had a thing for Venom and... I, like, all the dark ones, like, I grew up in that time where I don't know, Venom and... Yeah, Tom. it was the 90s. It was cool. Yeah, it was the 90s. Yeah. So I, I, I never got the Venom I wanted either from Sam Raimi. So I'm, I'm, I'm really cool with this, especially Tom Hardy, but yeah... How are we gonna fit them? Are they? You in the can't Sony? have Venom without Spider-Man. True. You can't. That's fucking dumb. No, I agree. It's like having Zod without Superman. Exactly. <laughs> can't wait for a good Zod Joker, movie. Joker without Batman. Exactly. You complete me. Yeah, they Stupid. complete each other. Exactly. It's, it's retarded. What you know what I wonder about all this? Is it? Du- it's dumb. You know, it's it's dumb. And I don't know how <laughs> it's gonna work, but I I really wonder if uh, I wonder who is saying let's not make the same deal. For Venom or Carnage or any of these other characters, we're a hold out. Like we're I, a hold out. I want to know who's who's saying no, because I and I and I wouldn't be surprised if it's Marvel, just kind of being like, eh, we don't have any plans. I'm like, we're not we're not going to force Venom into the MCU because right now, I mean, it's it's a pretty simple deal. The Spider-Man movies are Sony's. Yeah. Like, they own them, but Marvel's producing them and writing. The, they're doing the creative, but it's a Sony movie. Sony gets all the profits. Everything. It's a Sony movie. Yeah. And then Spider-Man can show up in MCU movies. Not fully. I mean, it's not full Spider-Man, but he can show up, and they keep all the profit from that. It's just a, it's a pretty simple thing. It's just basically Sony's hired Marvel to make their Spider-Man yeah, movies. Yeah. Um, and everybody's cool with that. But I don't think Venom and Carnage hold any real value for... For Marvel, so it's I like why? Do. Why would why they, they just because? What kind of they story are you gonna tell? Brad? Don't, I don't know. But you do like ask half the people probably going. Like, yeah, of course, get, because exactly. everybody again, yeah. like it's just like I think it's just yeah. I think it's just logistics. I think it's just practical. It's, stuff. A, it's an evil doppelganger. Because it's always fun. Basically, Marvel's like you know we already have enough on our plate. We can't support creatively an entire other slate of movies for another company. I'm sure they would if they had the. If they time. could, no. it's like we got the time because Sony's bankrolling the movies too, so it's like I mean I, they may be splitting the cost, but either way, I, I think Marvel is just smart enough to just be like, eh, we just we don't creatively we well, who, can't do it. If you're doing a Homecoming two three, because I think he signed on for three right through MCU, oh, yeah. I think. So if that's the case, who are you going with the next two villains? Yeah, he's got you know, plenty. You, he got Doc Ock. Sure do you, you yeah, do you want to rehash that? I mean, because he was done. I hope. I mean, I hope. I thought he was done. I'm sure Spider-Man's got tons of villains that are much more interesting. Yeah, Mysterio, baby. 
I just I don't know shit about Spider Man, so Kingpin. Yeah, oh, that'd be badass. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Yeah. That'd be such a weird tone shift, though. Yeah, how would you handle that? Well, you know what? It's a, we're talking <laughs> about tone shift. You know, um, <laughs> Kevin Feige just said, you know, don't be surprised if Blade. I don't know if this is Wesley Snipes oh or new new rendition, but this is straight from the lips oh, of God. No. Okay, he said that. Don't be surprised. Like they're really thinking about like throwing in Blade somewhere. Why? So, and he said MCU, you know? I, um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I don't like, you want Blade in there? I, look, I, I, I have nothing... I don't know anything about Blade in the comics, so I can't do that. All I have is Blade what? from the movies, and Blade 1 was fucking great, and Blade 2 was... was. Always. I don't know if it is now. You, got my, you know my fanboy theory, don't you? About Heimdall? Yeah. Cast from... Yeah. He's gonna heaven. lose. He's gonna whatever's gonna happen. He's gonna get cast down. He's gonna be Blade. That's gonna be badass. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just calling. It's gonna happen. Yeah. That's how it has to happen. He has happen. amnesia. Yep. He's Blade. That's it. <laughs> I need that one line. He doesn't remember shit from yep. his past life. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking Blade. Like, I don't know who I am or where I come from, but I know the world needs protecting. <laughs> Always a motherfucker trying to hide uphill. What's the thing? Uh, maybe his eyes change. Maybe he doesn't see. He sees souls, but now he just sees like demon souls, and that's it. Yeah. He's the only one who can see. That's all you need. It. Done. Need that, need that one line. Finished. Oh, oh man, might as well get Nick Cage in there as Ghost Rider. <laughs> well, sounds let's great. Do it. Yep. <laughs> oh my right, yeah. gosh. They're Castle... over Ghost Rider. Exactly. So. Cast Luke Evans is Morbius, and we got the Midnight Suns. <laughs> Cripes. What do you guys think of this uh, Daniel Day Lewis retiring? Hasn't he said it like six times before? Hasn't he already retired like 12 times? Yeah. yeah. Drink your milkshake. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I guess uh, when I think Martin Scorsese, not Martin Scorsese, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, I think uh, when P.T. Anderson first met him, he was like fucking stomping on fruit or something to make wine. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so I, I heard that, I heard from somewhere that he's like wanting to just retire and make dresses. Whatever. Guys, I, I don't what know are you why. talking about? No, that's what I hate. He's like very, I don't know. Artsy? Yeah. Yes. That's, cool. the, that's exactly him, what I was going to say. <laughs> let him do his thing, whatever. Yeah, I just, but he has a, uh, what's the movie come out? Phantom Thread, is that what it is? Yeah, Phantom Thread, it's going to be a, a P.T. Anderson movie. He'll probably get his fourth Best Actor nod, and he'll probably, you know, he'll probably go out on top. I hope so. Probably. I just hope he goes out with a great final role. Yeah. But, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis is somebody that, I, I love to see him when he does his stuff. I don't love all of his movies yeah, yeah, that I've either. seen. So I love There Will Be Blood, and man, I, I love uh, The Boxer. I think The Boxer's phenomenal. Um, and Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York Shit. is the top Lincoln? Man. Yeah, I like him as Lincoln. I just didn't care for Lincoln. But he's, okay. he's all, he, okay, I think he's always great. In all of his movies, just sometimes, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a few, but I mean, for yeah. the most part, yeah, yeah, you're best. right, you're right. Like, what was the other, uh, The Crucible? Yeah, he's yeah. In that. What was he's, the one where he's, uh, he's in a wheelchair, he gets like cerebral palsy or something? That's My Left Foot. I've Fucking, not seen that. Oh, that's shit. fantastic. My Left good. Foot and then um, uh, The Boxer. Fucking phenomenal. It'll so. last the whole weekend. Yeah, but see, I've always like, there's a couple There's a couple people, like I want to do a top 10 or a top 5 sometime, like uh, uh, people that you want Tarantino to snag, okay, in his next movie. I would love to see Daniel Day-Lewis in a Tarantino movie. In a Tarantino movie? Yeah. That's that would be work. cool. That actually might work. He'd I like do that it. idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'd that do it. That work. Because he's all about like reinventing people yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> had to reinvent that hair first on his head. <laughs> 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 okay, last... Uh, actually, that was going to be my top five. We had one that just came in right before we started recording, so I wanted to get you guys' opinion on this. I love this idea, and it's the idea of a noir-driven detective 
Batman movie. So Matt Reeves, he's been talking a lot. He's been doing the rounds. He just directed War of the Planet of the Apes. So they sat down because he just he's the newest guy with the Batman gig. Okay, He's going to be directing the Batman um, after War of the Planet of the Apes here. They asked him what he was going to be doing. And he said that um, I think there's a chance to do an almost noir drive. Noir drive. Detective version of Batman that is point of view driven in a very, very powerful way that is hopefully going to connect you to what's going on inside of his head and inside of his heart. And uh, I've always said, like, I, man, Batman, yeah, I'm that, I'll, I'll jump on that. Batman's one of my favorite characters of all time. He's just, man, he's fucking bat, he's Batman, man. He's, he's got Gotham, he's got some great villains, and I've never seen the detective Batman. Yep. I've never seen that inside the movies. No, I understand. They I all know. shot a wall. Cool. Yeah. I think that, <laughs> that was the only detective be, work you got in those movies. <laughs> I want to see a detective-driven Batman movie. Yep. It, but do you think that fits the Batman that's been presented no. in Batman v Superman no. or Justice League? Maybe if he was younger, if they did like yeah. a prequel. What do you think? I think I Jared Leto about fits that. in a noir Batman movie. No. <laughs> you know... I just I don't I thought about that tonight too because I was like yeah it doesn't it doesn't um, fit with the rest of their movies no I think he could this Batman punches things that's true right this I Batman love, ang- he solves look, things with his fist angry angry Batman does exactly but you know what redeemed Batman after Justice League might be okay here's the thing though I mean with all how not, do you have a noir movie when Dark Side's attacking <laughs> you well, know what I mean when you, how yeah, do you have a noir yes. movie with Zod you'll have to you'll have to. Probably lower the stakes. I'm just saying. But, I mean, you okay. Tee after, off with dark side. I'm sorry. I'll I mean, talk. he's going to be... Someone's going to be like, why are you doing forensics when all that shit's going down? Exactly. You got to help save somebody. Because My I'm, goodness, why are you trying to solve your parents murdered? <laughs> dark side's trying to bring about the end of everything. That's what they're going to do. Exactly. <laughs> well, because somebody has to. Who's, I mean, besides the, the Flash, just because the... The Flourish. Just because yeah. he's also smart. But, I mean, you, you need... The guy that's just doing the brain work, right? I mean, yeah. you've got the brawn, yeah. so I mean, you you have to have that. I say it would totally work. I mean, okay, I mean, really, honestly. So you got Superman and Wonder Woman and fucking, I guess Aquaman's a badass now. So um, <laughs> you have these three; they can like fight fucking gods and aliens. Uh-huh. Batman, we saw Batman v Superman. He can only do so much yeah. on the battlefield. So great. He needs to fill a role. Being Your tactician. A he needs to, yeah, That's what he needs to a be. tactician and uh, and recon and just figuring out what's actually going yeah. on. Who do we actually need to attack? I don't fucking know. Talk to Batman. Don't See Batman. It he's he's the knight. He's <laughs> he's a detective. I, I think it would fit perfectly. You just gotta you just gotta make him not so mad. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Right. I want to see him just doing detective I'm shit, all about man. It. Using his brain, I think that'd be awesome. It'd be kind of cool <laughs> until Jared Leto shows up and he's like, "You got any beef?" <laughs> so, so Matt Reeves is doing the next Batman. Matt Reeves, yeah. God fucking damn, that means I have to watch it. Yeah, right. Those fuckers. What? Do you not like Matt Reeves? I, hate, I don't like DC's movies. I like Matt Reeves. That's my problem. <laughs> you don't I was like, you, I was, you I'm, like Wonder Woman? I'm at the. I'm serious. I'm serious. I am. Seriously, considering just skipping Justice League, I do not give. You like Wonder Woman? The new trailer is supposed. Okay, so Zack Snyder recently released a new Batman picture. You guys see it? Uh -uh. No. So I think it was just a day or two ago, and because he's taking some time off, but he came back just to drop a picture on us, and it's just Batman. Guess what he was doing? Masturbating. Brooding. No. (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus! Have you have you not have you not been listening to the fans? 
It's just another brooding picture of Batman, you know? Well, I but mean, supposedly whatever. he's dropping this because the new trailer is about ready to release yeah. the next couple days, so we should have a Justice League to tear up next week. Come together <laughs> right now over me! Dressed like a bat. I dig it. <laughs> I know, you know what? I'm looking forward to Aquaman. <laughs> I like, just I like make him the, a bro. Yeah, that's I, all it is. I like, you see that scene I, where he's riding the fucking Batmobile? Yeah, it's dumb. I talk but, about that but all you the know, time. But you know what? I love his little yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, he can't stand that shit. <laughs> that makes me laugh. It's called Drago of the Sea. Yeah. And by the way, guys, War of the Planet of the Apes, as of right now, oh. it's through the roof. It's yep. critically praised, man. So I, I hope. Wait. I hope. Uh, when does that come out next week? Not two weeks because we have. 14th. Oh, okay. Yeah, 14th. We got a while. Yeah. yeah, seventh is Spider Man. Yeah. I think. There's a lot of movies. Yeah, These Baby Driver's this week. Baby Driver. Spider-Man, and I think War of the Planet But, um, so this is what I've been hearing, so just when you go in, it's not a war movie. It's a, everybody say it's horribly titled. Yeah. Fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't they care They say about war. it is a fucking drama, it no. is fucking dark, and it is meaty. And it's not like any summer blockbuster. So they say it is fucking phenomenal, but it's not. Woody Harrelson cutting off all of his hair. I heard someone say it should have been called like um, Quick Battle of the Apes or, you know, like it should have been War. You know, Uh, it should have been called Battles exactly what I heard, but there was another Planet of the Apes called Battle of the Planet of the Apes uh, back in the day. But um, so don't go in expecting fucking, you know, Commando with Caesar, you know. (laughs) Which is good because I don't don't really want to watch all that all the time. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, guys, let's get into trailer talk real quick. Jackie Chan kicks some serious ass on the trailer for Martin Campbell's The Foreigner. Okay, so for trailer talk, take it or leave it. Did you watch this trailer, Seth? I did. What do you think? It looks all right. Uh-huh. I don't know. Take I mean, it or leave it? Leave it. Okay. I'm you like it. Jackie Chan? He's all right. I mean, I'm more of a... I like... Uh, oh, gosh. Who's Ambach? What's his name? Tony, Tony Jaa. Oh, yeah. yeah, give me Tony Jaa. I mean, any day of the week. Give me... Uh, who was Raid? Give me those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah give me uh, Jet Li. I mean, I, Jackie Chan's okay, but I mean, I need to see, you know, I need to see people's faces get broken and stuff. I like, I that. like that it's playing to his age, you know. Yeah. Like it looks like no. Um, I mean, it looks like it's like the Expendables are doing their thing, but then Jackie Chan's over here existing in that uh, world. Like he's yeah. just doing his, uh, but he's doing his own solo run. Yeah, because I'm not the biggest Jackie Chan. I love. I think it's been a while since I've watched it. But if I remember you it big correctly, Shanghai noon. no, no, no. Yeah. Actually, I was back in the day. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember loving. Uh, Brian actually put something about this too, and I agreed with him. Um, Drunken Master. I think it was Drunken mm-hmm. Master Two, though. Is that Drunken Master Two was the the badass Jackie Chan movie? Because he did both of them, but one was yeah. the better. We yeah. watched it in the theater yeah. like fifteen fucking years ago. Yes. But Drunken Master, solid man. Snow Rush Hour Two. Yeah, I think I think I think this looks. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Okay. And there's a couple reasons though. Okay, right. one, I like that it's playing to his age. It looks it looks interesting. I, I like getting older guys coming in and doing stuff. Of like, you do. I love the oh, grab Stallone, get Schwarzenegger. So I'm like that they're working with Jackie Chan. So two, it's Martin Campbell. Like I'm split on Martin Campbell. Okay, he directed um, Green Lantern, right? Who gives a shit? But he directed um, Golden Eye and mm. Casino Royale. Okay. Two good Bond movies. And did you see who the looks like villain is in this movie? Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I guess I yeah. didn't even think about that. So, oh, so he's back. Yeah, so that. it's Martin Campbell working with his previous Bond. Yeah, Jackie Chan and fighting Jack- James Bond. Exactly. I'm, I'm mm. going to take it. I think it looks interesting, and it looks a little bit outside of Jackie Chan's wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, because he's Jackie more Chan- about lighthearted and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it looks no a Chris little Tucker. dark. Looks like yeah. he's going to tear some shit up, mm-hmm. raid style. Yeah. 
You know, so I'm gonna take it. You're I liked him shooting uh, shooting that gun around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I really thought this trailer was interesting, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it. We take it or leave it. Oh, I'll take it. I'm not too enthusiastic about it, but I'll take it. Really? Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm curious to see what they do. I I, I like the general premise. You know, I, I like the idea that you know Pierce Brosnan is a bad guy, but you know maybe not so bad. And Jackie Chan's a good guy. He's but a lawful guy. good. It's like a it's like a Doctor Manhattan in yeah. a Rorschach kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I like I like that idea. Yeah. And we've seen this kind of character before. I mean, Limey. You know, with Terrence Stamp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you name it. Michael yeah, Vengeful. Yeah, the Vengeful Father thing is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, whatever. That's Vengeful Father. That's a good way. Yeah. Blood Father. But. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll just we'll just have to see. I hope this uh, is in the better half of those yeah. Vengeful Father movies. I hope it's not one of those. I, I don't know. I just hope it's not one of those like almost straight to video movies. Like we've seen yeah. them. You know, it's like yeah, they look pretty good, and then you watch them. It's like oh, okay, it's they, one of these. They showed us the best parts in the trailer. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Schwarzenegger did one that I was actually looking forward to. It's, it's on demand right now, and I, it got torn up. I just never got a chance to watch it. But I guess his family goes down on an airline. Mm-hmm. And it was because the, the airline trafficker was like high or on dr- I don't know, right. something like that. Yep. So he searches out that guy's like, I want to know about my family, you know? And so, again, another vengeful father story. But this looks like it has some fun meat to it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Could be good. So, um, another trailer I want to talk about is Stronger. Take it or leave it. I do love Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. Okay. I mean, like, I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to appreciate the hell out of this thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is. I mean, it just seems like the whole, like, all right, this is going to be tugging at your heartstrings. Yep. This is going to make, uh, I mean, it's going to be a good movie. It's not going to be like one. It's going to be like Schindler's List, where it's like, I can respect this thing, but it's not like I'm going to have you come over and watch Stronger with me. Yeah. Can you read the plot <laughs> synopsis? Uh, so no, I think um, I'm not, I wasn't a Jake Gyllenhaal fan mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah, and it's one of maybe two actors that totally changed my mind on him, and it started with Nightcrawler. Yeah, love Nightcrawler. Is a good movie. And uh, I'm not a huge fan of Nocturnal Animals, but I thought he was great in Nocturnal Animals. I heard he's really good, and there's a ki- there's a kidnapping movie I have not watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it's called, but anyway, he's supposed to be great in that. It came out right before Nocturnal Animals. So Jake Jonthal's really turning me around on him. Um, but this movie here was a surprise to me. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to make a prediction, Seth. Pantheon? Nope. <laughs> he will win Best Actor 2018 Oscars. You think so? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? That's a, that's a bold prediction. Yep, it's coming out right in time. It's like, I think, uh, October, September, somewhere right around Oscar there. It's, it's, yeah. And it's be fresh in your mind. Yeah, and it, just the the plot to this you got a real quick synopsis. Yeah, the synopsis, yeah, the the one sentence: uh, a victim of the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013 helps the police track down the killers while struggling to recover from devastating trauma. You know what? I was surprised by this because when I first heard about this movie, I watched the trailer. I thought it was going to be your normal Jake Gyllenhaal. He's he's running the Boston Marathon, and that's what happens to his legs. And we got to watch that that story unfold. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the, the there's a there's a, some heaviness to the story where I guess he never you know shows up to watch his girlfriend run and the, yeah. the race that one he time he does shows up yeah. yeah he's right there in the thick of things and loses his legs mm-hmm. and it looks like it could be this year's Manchester by the Sea Real you know good, yeah you know kind of really pulling the heartstrings so I'm gonna predict that he's gonna win Best Actor we at least have a at least be up there. oh he'll be nominated for sure like mm-hmm. you know um, yeah I haven't seen anything come around like this where you're playing a paraplegic. 
Yeah. You know? Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I hate to say that. It's been a while since we had a good paraplegic role. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see everyone loves Jake Gyllenhaal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can see it happening. So I'm going to take it. I Usually not my kind of movie because when you usually get into kind of like biopics like this, yeah. like we talked about this Milk won our LGBT marathon. Yeah. And uh, two of them says Pantheon. I didn't push it. I didn't give it a pass to, to take it up to the council. Because I was like, you know what? Hey, Walk the Line's great. Ray's good. Milk's good. There's it just none of those movies do anything that takes it past, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just your normal biopic. You know, no, yeah, they're great flicks, but they just all you know what you're getting. They don't really surprise you. And it's, it looks like this could do that, you know. So I don't think it'll win Best Picture unless it's you know directed phenomenally. But it, I'm gonna go Best Picture. I'm taking it. I think it looks really good. Yeah, I'll I'll take it off the potential strength of of John Hall's performance. Um, I don't know. It's that's really about it. Biopic trappings I, as well, right? Yeah, from from what I from what I can see, yes. But I don't know. There's also there's all bits that I don't know. I feel like the movie might be aware enough to avoid some of those trappings. It's just it it's just going to come down to to performance. And if they if they run with all the tropes, I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. I'm so tired of. I don't even, I don't watch biopics if I don't. I have to. Yeah. I just don't care because they all feel the same. You're right. So I hope it's not the case. We'll see. But I'm taking it just because, similar to you, I've never been a huge John Hall fan. I'm still not as you know a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. fan of his, but I'm always intrigued now. Yeah. To see what he's what he's doing and if he can keep. Did you guys you watch know. Warrior? Yeah. You yeah. like that? Love Warrior. Really? Yeah. The MMA movie. Yeah. The yeah. boxing yeah. one. Okay. The boxing one. Yeah, with Tom Hardy? No, no, no. The one with Hall. What was that movie? Where he's oh, a boxer. No, oh, no, shit. no. That was um, Southpaw. Southpaw. Did you guys like Southpaw? I like, see, again, I like him. I mm-hmm. thought he was... Man, he really yeah. in, involved himself in that role, but there's a, there a lot of stupid shit with the custody between him and his daughter that yeah, there's a lot I, of I don't see it going down like that in real life. I, I can't paint anything right now because it's been a while since I've watched okay. it. So I, can't, I was just you know. curious. Yeah. That I, was I the didn't last care. movie I saw him in. I didn't so care for was... the movie, but I really... We did a boxing marathon and we put that up against... Rocky million dollar oh, yeah. baby Cinderella man, and so when you do that, I thought it felt cool. Like, that movie's like loosely based on Eminem's life, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, told through a boxer, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was great though. So yeah. All right, guys, rapid fire, Seth. What you been watching? Wrestling, and Glow. What do you think of Glow? I'm four episodes in. I like it so far. Just like it? I like it. I mean, I don't know. I haven't like finished it yet, yeah. but I mean, I'm enjoying it. I mean, Marin's the best part of it. Yeah. So, uh... I will say, I it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I'm on episode three. Mm-hmm. Entertained. It gets better. Okay. It just keeps going. I like, will say one thing. You know what I love about it? Mm-hmm. It's only 30, what, 35 minutes yeah, an episode? Yeah, there's only 10 episodes. You can chew that up pretty quick. Oh, yeah. I like nice. that. And then, uh, been watching some Dragon Ball Z. Or, uh, like, they, there's a condensed version of it, so I've been watching it. Other than that, that's about it. Nothing too exciting. Okay. What about you, Ryan? <laughs> I have been uh, marathoning uh, Tyler Perry's filmography. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Good question, Seth. <laughs> One I don't have a great answer to. <laughs> Other okay. than my girlfriend said, let's watch Tyler Perry movies. Let's just do a Tyler Perry marathon. She's never seen any of them. I've never seen any of them. I said, <laughs> what the hell? Sure, let's do it. How many are you in? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, let's see. We've got one, two, eight. I'm sorry. It's hard to say because they all kind of melt together. They run together. I think we've done 
six at this point. Unfortunately, I had to skip two because I can't find where to rent them. You have to buy them, and I ain't buying that shit. <laughs> so, I had to now, skip. Have you tried the library yet? What? Uh, the library? I have not tried the library. But they have all of them. I could probably go find a church or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but on are. Sunday morning, hey, are they you, might have an Tyler Perry movies. I mean, long. You, I mean, are you watching like all the Medea movies? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. No, Tyler Perry. So, so this, how, how long so, is this marathon? Is it seven, six, five, oh, ten? He's all got, of I, them? I don't know. You, you know all of them? Yeah, yeah, do you get to watch Star Trek 2009? He's in that. No, okay. I'm sorry. When are you gonna Tyler, stop the Tyler pain? Perry's written once he's works. written or directed. Gotcha. Yeah, his how, works. How many have you gone through? Let's see. I'm trying to think. Let me think here. I've got Diary of a Mad Black Woman and then Medea's Family Reunion. Uh, then... But Halloween, that's supposed to be a real nice Then song. the Idris Elba one, Daddy's Little Girls. And then <laughs> I think we had to skip one. Well, I think we had to skip two. Then we did I Can Do Battle By My... No, no, no. Why Did I Get Married? And then I Can Do Battle By Myself. I, don't I think it was the last one. It, what about Boo? And then no, 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 no. And then we yeah, just Medea. did. Then we just did. Medea goes to jail. That oh. was the last one we did. So I'm at six. Jeez. I'm at fucking six. Any of them good? No. <laughs> and you gonna keep going? Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. You're torturing yourself, it's, dude. It, it is. You know, it's kind of fun torture. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, I don't know how to explain it. We just we sit and we bitch about them, uh-huh. and it's kind of fun to do. So and like, I will say this: it, by the time I'm done, it's gonna be kind of fun to look back. <laughs> And be able to kind of take apart a Tyler Perry movie. It's yeah, actually it's becoming same. morbidly like fascinating to me to figure out how he develops his characters <laughs> and all of this other stuff. These movies are are really, really bad. Yeah, what's the better. best one so far? The best if you one, had to pick one to take to you on a desert. Island. If I had to pick one right now, I'd probably say I can do battle by myself. It's probably the best one. Hmm. And the worst one is Probably, probably Diary of a Mad Black Woman, I think. Jeez. It's really bad. It sounds rough. They're really bad. No, I'm sorry, the second one. Medea's Family Reunion. Which one's the, the one that uh, Medea cuts the couch into with the chainsaw? That's the first one. That's okay. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. By yeah. the way, Medea's barely in these fucking movies. Oh, really? Yep. They don't center on, they don't center on Medea. You would figure you're just watching like... A bad version of Big Mama's house. Or yeah, some shit. that's kind of what I mm-hmm. always equated. They're to. not. They aren't about her. They're always about somebody else and some fucked up shit. I'll go over it. Don't worry. We'll have a conversation. Maybe we need. To, maybe the marathon men need maybe to start the, Mar- the Tyler Perry. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Ryan it's, can be your guy. <laughs> it is. It is. It's torture, but you know, torture with even even torture is 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 kind of good with the one you love. Damn. So. <laughs> Is that that's all you've been watching? That's pretty much all I watch. I watch Lego Movie. I watch Four Lions again, uh, and then I've just been waiting for something to come out in the theaters to watch. I guess I watch Wonder Woman if you want to count that. But that was yeah, a watch while Baby ago. Driver. We got that. Yep. We watching Baby that Driver. Next I'm watching Baby Driver tomorrow. Right on. And then I'm watching Despicable Me Three this coming weekend. Then Medea goes to hell. <laughs> and then yes, and with with Medea in the middle filling all the gaps. <laughs> yeah. All right, rapid fire, man. I've just watched Four Lions, uh, Singing in the Rain. Just got Pantheon. Was so excited about that. Have you watched Singing in the Rain? Never seen and it. Singing oh. in the Rain. I watched that. So good. Fucking loved it. Anyway, that made Pantheon. Next nomination got kicked up, which is Ryan's Four Lions. Brief synopsis, real quick. Uh, four would-be suicide bombers uh, fumble their way to, uh, or just just try and and. Um, do a suicide bombing successfully. Yeah, and <laughs> Try and find a target and, and, and actually 
Go for for the the glory, the kill. Allah. Yeah. So like three weeks, this is gonna be up, you know, for, for Pantheon. So I usually don't tell my Pantheon like what I think of the movie uh, during these because I let it go. But man, it's my number number one of 2010. You can find it on the website, and it's my number four or five on top ten of the century. Uh, we'll see what I say. <laughs> we'll see. see what we, what I say. I think it's a very important movie. I think it's one of the most important movies of the last ten years. Um, yep. So I can't wait to see what people say. Three people have already said no in the poll. About twenty people have said they haven't seen it, and not one yes. So that's worth one. And I'm very curious how yep. how the council is going to you know yep. uh, receive it. So. Um, and then we just finished our Pride Marathon, so I watched a lot of LGBT movies. I'm really sad you guys didn't put Breakfast on Pluto on your, yeah. uh, Killian Murphy, Liam Neeson. I mean, like, you got pretty much Batman movie, yeah. <laughs> but, in the, <laughs> but whatever. If you guys do a second one, I feel like the, that, that movie's gotta be in there. Breakfast on Pluto. Yeah, we had a very interesting pick. I would've changed a couple things, but this was, uh, Nathan's, so... We kind of went with, uh, there's some very interesting picks on there, um, so check that if you guys are listening yeah, to It's a good episode. One. You like it so far? I, I finished it today. Cool, very cool. good episode. And then, so now I'm uh, watching Interstellar and 2001 Space Odyssey, because next week, uh, Dun- Dunkirk comes out in what, like, uh, the 21st, I think. Boo. So Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. <laughs> there's a Sorry. lot of comparisons Going between. Dunkirk. <laughs> there's a lot of comparisons between Kubrick. And Christopher Nolan and just how they, they, they take on projects and their imagery and their epic filmmaking and just different genres that they tackle. Um, so we're going to take a look at uh, one of his best, Interstellar, which they consider the 2001 of this generation. And we're going to put it up against 2001 Space Odyssey. We're going to see what makes the what makes those two movies tick. They both have the exact same spaceship. One goes to uh, very um, uh, spherical. Is that the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Very round spaceships. <laughs> circular circular spaceships yes. it's, it's not a triangle it's, it's <laughs> not a triangle it's one of those circular it's spherical things yeah. flying through the air they're both round and white exactly okay? they both have uh, AI robots They one goes to Jupiter one goes to Saturn and they both have uh, conversations um, uh, on the video phone in space on someone's birthday a lot of, lot of similarities here uh, so I can't wait to break those down so that's going to be next weekend uh, that I do that. So I've been watching Interstellar in 2001, breaking those down. Baby Driver comes out tomorrow. I'm so excited about. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Rocka uh, from Oat Studios, mm-hmm. Neil Blomkamp. But we watched that last mm-hmm. week. Wasn't thrilled with it. And I'm a big Neil Blomkamp fan. But I think uh, his new one released today, Firefight. Oh, did it? Something like oh, that. So, yeah, so that's out now. It's only 20, 25 minutes long. Um, I was not a fan of it. I thought it looked really cheap. It was cheap. To make, I mean, but that's the whole thing. It's right? the whole thing, yeah. Experimental but, filmmaking, and yeah. Stuff. But back in the day, like he before he got into you know feature length filmmaking, he did some shorts, and you know they looked really freaking good. This, I think, cramming a lot of granted, stuff. He's, in I was gonna say, granted, he's making a lot of different things, so he may only he can't put maybe, as much love, maybe. you know what I mean? Because he's got you know five projects yeah. lined up. But just the just the story in general too. So getting off of effects, just the story didn't do too much. Scorny Weaver was in it. She didn't do nothing for me really. So it just. If, if, if his goal was to get me enticed for a feature-length film that someone would pick up, I would yeah. say pass. Yeah. What do you think of that, Ryan? Feels, it feels very generic. Lizard people didn't generic, generic sci-fi. Post-apocalyptic, really post-apocalyptic lizard people. Floating ooze. Yeah. I mean, I've just I've seen it all. Yeah, should have just, just titled it. Should have titled it Genericana. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you know... We're the resistance. Like, okay, all right, fine. Yeah. Whatever. I'm just, eh. 
not interested. All right, closing thoughts, Seth. Where can they find you? Anything you want to add to this conversation? Well, I'm Seth. I'm on uh, Twitter, at LairdGeek, L-A-R-D-G-E-K, all one word. Um, my name's Seth, and I'm on Facebook. You can find me there. Ryan Smith um, in in the group. Uh, again, I've got a movie up, Four Lions. Everybody watch it. Vote, don't vote, whatever. But Well, you should vote, but got to watch Four Lions. Give it a shot. Put the subtitles on. Pay attention. You're going to miss some shit if you don't. But and it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's yeah, hilarious. it's really. I mean, we say it's like most important this and that. It's a fucking hilarious movie. Seriously, you'll have a great time. Watch it. It's good, yeah, and you'll learn something. Um, my name's B.D. Hawkins, just like it sounds, players. And uh, we'll be back next week. This here's the ladies' man. I'm the ladies' man. I'm the boss I am. B.D. Hawkins. I'm married, but if you're interested, let me know, okay? <laughs> um, I swing this way and that way, just to, you know, whatever happens. Anyway, I'm just joking. That's that's my player voice. That's my player. This, Brad's back now. So uh, we will catch you next week with our Baby Driver review. You can find us on adventuresofvideoland.com. You can find us on our Facebook page, Um but until next time, my good people, you have been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Seth? Critics with attitudes. Yes! <laughs> Go with God. Peace. Why don't you get yourself a fresh steak on me? Show's over for now.